boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. Man, it feels good to have three around the table this evening. Been a while. Yeah, it has. Where you been? In a hole? Yep. <laughs> Precisely. Chad and I had to stare back and forth at each other for the last any, one. Any more, it, it must have been well because I didn't get any messages like, hey, you got to listen to the last podcast. These guys got into some massive heated debates. You mean fist fights? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing beers at each other as we're walking out the room? I, I was just thinking that while I was washing my hands. Last time we had Pogo on the podcast, you and me got in a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anyone doesn't remember that voice, it's Mark Burns from Urban Fly Company. What's hey. happening, brother? <laughs> nice to be back again. Last time everyone heard you was the last time we saw you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've literally lived in a hole since then. And you know, hey, thank you all. There's a lot of listeners out there. You're keeping me busy. I love it. Good, man. I'm glad to see that the show is paying off. Hey, my wedding ring. No, that one's mine. Are I just sure? Took, I just took it up. Oh, no. That one's yours. Is that size ah, 8? That's the last time I saw that, too. <laughs> yes, it's a size 8. <laughs> Look, it's the same as mine. I know. Mine's the 8. That's funny. I saw that last week. I was like, who in the fuck has the baby hands? Me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember now that I put your gloves on. I got home, and uh, yeah, that's right that day. We got to leave. My hands are freezing. I can't feel nothing. These gloves are too I damn I think tight. I can wear a 10. I got big-ass knuckles, though. Yeah, I got tiny hands. Yeah, I got home that night and I was like, man, I lost my wedding ring. It was raining and I thought I must have, like, my hand must have been wet or something. I slid it in my pocket and slid out in the yard. I didn't even think anything of it. So I'd sit there. Hey, I'll be good. Hey. Well, we happy. got one wedding ring back. <laughs> now Amy's going to be really curious when you come home with it back yeah. on. Yeah. She's going to think you took it off for us. Well, <laughs> she knows it's been gone. She, she thinks you're going to try to take one of us home. <laughs> <laughs> you did that once already, a Remember on Facebook when you put us as married? I didn't do that. My wife oh, took my right. phone. Your or wife no, did. Jay's wife took my phone. That's what happened. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's even better. I was scrolling through the thing one day. I'm like, what? oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? We're married. <laughs> we're, we're Facebook official. <laughs> <laughs> if that, if, if it, it's most official right there. <laughs> hey, guys. Mark and I being Facebook official has been brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-R-X hooks, freshwater, saltwater, findamayrxhooks.com. Sims Fishing, simsfishing.com. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out for all your guiding needs, all your fly needs, anything you need, Mark has it. Mm-hmm. Musky season's here, but smaller season's coming around the corner, too. And we got what? Sims Fishing. You said Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Queen City Gang. Queen yeah. City Guiding. QueenCityGuiding.com. Yeti, built for the wild. There we go. Down to Earth Wealth Management. Check Michael out, man. Don't call the bank, call Frank. Yeah, man. Our boy, uh, Frank Zubel. How's, uh, speaking of Queen City guy, how's this little shop? Look nice? Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. It is awesome. It's, nice. it's the place to be if you're in Springville, New York. Cool. And he is or now. the surrounding area. He now has a Google, uh, he's Google certified, so you can look at his address up on Google. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the website's up and running. So check that out. Yeah, New kind of revamped the website a little bit. I went on there, great, cool. real easy to use. That's the best thing about being user friendly, at least you know. And I like when you know, as soon as you go up on the website, it has you know, email, phone right there, like that's and it's just easy he, enough he to just hit. To do that. Yeah, for, that's super cool for what he was looking to do. He needed to make that move there, that was smart. Yeah, that's he he did it, and it's, it's a yeah. pretty, uh, pretty cool. user friendly site. Good. Good um, before we get into some fly fishing talk, can we? Do a little bit of local stuff that happened yeah. around around town lately. Um, 
Friday night, our hometown was Millsex. They had their only football game of the season. It was awesome. We at, got, at the school. And they wore uh, red and white jerseys. Yeah. We, uh, if you guys aren't local to us, our team only dressed 17 players this year. Yeah. And they had to co-op with another local school. One of their biggest rivals. Yeah, one of the biggest rivals. I hated this school when I played football. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually the school I separated my shoulder against. Oh, yeah. But uh, they, uh, they've been playing good. They've playing really good. And then that school asked to wear the red and white colors. For the homecoming game at nice. West Millsex. That was, that I saw that. That was a Yeah, really, they were like red, really white, and cool. blue. But yeah. they had like the. Because all year they've been. They had a red stripe down their helmet. And they've been wearing uh, red. Red socks. Yeah, red socks. So they've been kind of red, white, and blue all. But they went with the uh, red jerseys instead of the blue jerseys. It yeah, was sweet, dude. It, cool. it was a good game. We kicked ass. Yeah, man. And then. Who did yeah, you guys play? Greenville. Yep. Greenville. You beat them. <clears throat> if you call it playing, they stomped them. Yeah, first Those, first run from scrimmage, it was a seventy yard run right down the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a good cool. way to start. Nice. So, so if, uh, if you guys you know us and you know where we live, it's not West Middlesex, but check out Sharpsville. They're uh, they're kicking ass. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and watch. then kids all seem like they're like meshed pretty well. Even the the two um, communities being at the same game and what you know our homecoming game because a lot you know most of a lot of the Sharpsville parents and you know everybody else was here too all the the well, student section was full of kids from Sharpsville yeah you know like you said about um, only dressing 17 my daughter's in a band so we go to the games and playing Kennedy they had four people on the sidelines are you serious four I thought you had to have they 24. had 15 players I there was Literally four. 24 kids to dress or to field a team. I don't know what the deal was, but there was three coaches. There was probably four <laughs> or five kids in, like, hmm. there, there was only maybe 15 total people on the sideline. <laughs> and four were dressed. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't wish that for a better school. And the funny part is, is it was a Saturday game in the afternoon. And you're like, why are you here? And I looked up. I'm like, oh, my God, I got no lights. Yeah, they, oh, they, they've never no. had lights there. No. no. So it's like, no wonder why we're here Saturday night. Yeah, sat- it was Bacon always Saturday afternoon. Any, anytime we ever played Kennedy Catholic, it was uh, Saturday. Well, you felt like me, because midget and peewee football is on Saturdays, mm. and I've been at every game. Yep. Well, I'm excited. Cheerleader. I'll, I'll be able to go to the games now. So, And then, what, yesterday? Yesterday was September 11th, the 20th anniversary. Uh, Middlesex had one of the best parades around. Nice. Yeah. Every fire department from Mercer County and uh, some from Ohio came and had fire trucks no kidding. in mm-hmm. the parade. It was awesome. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So just a way for people to not forget. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, all right, enough with that. Let's uh, Not enough with that, but let's get on to some fun talk. <laughs> Mark, what have you been up to since, uh, since we've last seen each other? You have three minutes to tell us. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Chopped up. <laughs> pretty much. Time flies. That's about it. I mean, I really haven't got to fish much. I got one day out on Muskie to do a little R&D, but actually today was the last day of work I had. Do you have to go tonight after the podcast? Negative. You went today. Today at 3 o'clock, I have a official full-time Urban Flyco. Your official fly junkie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be fishing pretty much Tuesday through. Got some guy trips coming up, but uh, getting back on a little bit. Temperatures are finally right now where they need to be. So we should be should be starting back into it a little bit. But other than that, I mean, literally it's just been keeping up with orders, tying, tying, tying. Did a couple bowfin trips. That was decent. Cool, man. Those fish are so much fun. Mm-hmm. A little slow, though. I mean, we saw a fish, but it wasn't, like, crazy. It was a few fish. That's well, your it. daughter hooked five. Well, that day. Yeah, that day. 
But without gulp, fly-wise, it was, you know, I mean, three, four fish, you know. But, again, that's early morning in the afternoon, so that's not too, too bad. But some decent ones. Landed a couple, lost a few. Yeah, so is the name of the game with Bofin. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm doing this full-time, keep an eye because there's going to be. Now I can finally finish everything I've been trying to do. Spent three years getting to this point. Now we got to get it the rest of the way, and I got a lot of crap to get up on that website. So what you're saying is the shit is going to be getting real. Yeah, now I can finally do what I want to do. So it is time. Cool, man. Well, hey, we are going to be coming back with Dave Hutchison. If you guys are on Instagram, check him out at Ape of the Ozarks. We'll, uh, we'll be right back, guys. And we are back with David Hutchison, Ape of the Ozarks, our own on Instagram. I almost had that. Damn. <laughs> What's going on, David? <laughs> You're doing, doing well. How are you? <laughs> doing good tonight, man. So, hey, for uh, for anyone that hasn't uh, checked your stuff on on Instagram and doesn't know who you are, can you give us a little uh, little background? Yeah. So, um, I'm obviously, David Hutchison. Um, it's Ape of the Ozarks on Instagram, which is probably the weirdest name that you could come up with, but it. Uh, I, it just kind of started off as didn't really have a lot of social media stuff. Um, and then, um, was, you know, doing a lot of fishing around here and, um, during, during the early COVID times, I kind of decided just to grow out my beard huge. And, um, and some of the fishing areas around here, they do these horse tours with like, you know, five or six people. Um, and, uh, I popped out of the brush at one point in the middle of this horse tour and this lady screamed like it was Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so she was like, it's, it's, it's like baby Bigfoot. I mean, I'm not that big of a guy, um, but <laughs> the lady just screamed like a baby Bigfoot just popped out. So um, I came home and was like, well, I, I guess that's a decent moniker if anything is. Um, so um, nonetheless, um, yeah, I'm um, a small town guy originally from uh, North Georgia. Um, kind of grew up there all my life uh, until I went to school at, at the University of Georgia. I was there for a little while. And I uh, went to Mississippi State for a year, and then I came to the University of Missouri um, at about 2014 and been here ever since. Um, so kind of been around a little bit um, as far as the, the SEC schools and, and college towns. Um, got into to fishing very young, um, bass fishing, small farm pond stuff, as, as most people do down there. And, you know, trout fishing in North Georgia mountains, mainly light tackle stuff, um, spin cast stuff. Um, got into fly fishing a little bit later. Were, sure. were you a spinner guy or a red worm kind of guy? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, hardcore rainbow power bait. There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> did, under an indicator, did you, like, bump feel it with a split shot on the bottom? Oh, yeah, no, no, no indicator. Hell, yeah, no, that's yeah, the way just, to do it. Just drifting it down. When? For sure. When did a... Uh, Basically, Euro dancing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 100%. I, I yeah. said that all along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're a nymph and egg early on. <laughs> when did a uh, nymph and rainbow power trout turn into fly fishing for rainbow trout? Um, the fly fishing aspect come uh, actually several years back when I, after I finished uh, my schooling up here. You know, I had a pretty big hiatus with with getting out to be able to fish too too much uh, during the schooling. And um, when I got when I got 
kind of towards the end of that started picking up some fly fishing and um, having the background with, with really fishing for a lot of bass, you know, the, you start perusing through the YouTubes and get into black holes. And next thing you know, Kelly Gallup shows up and you're just enamored um, with, with everything that's, you know, he has on his stream there. And then you get a little bit further into it. And next thing you know, you're watching A-Rex videos of Andreas Anderson with no audio and, you know, your significant other knows it from the music across the hall. Um, <laughs> you're like, you, watching those, those videos of those flies again. And so, you know, you, you kind of, um, you know, it just, it just turned into a passion, you know, several years back, started tying, um, really about two and a half years ago. Hmm. Um, so I haven't been tying a, a heck of a long time. Um, but caught the bug pretty strong. Um, and really got into it, uh, especially during the COVID, you know, the first part of COVID, you know, with, with everybody kind of being slowed down and a little more time to yourself. Um, it was kind of my, my way of dealing with, with everything going on. I just sat down at a vice and said, I'm going to figure this out. Um, and so that aspect kind of progressed over the past probably year and a half or two years. You burned through a bunch of deer hair do- during a quarantine. looks like you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we do <laughs> i mean i have burned through enough deer hair on a bear hook to try to figure that out you know i'll tell you um, what you you've rounded that learning curve pretty well for only time flies for two and a half years uh, yeah um sometimes you know you look at it and you think oh okay that's reasonable and then you see andreas post the same fly the exact same day and um, it's kind of like looking at a Chrysler 300 in a Bentley. Yeah. You know, it, it looks okay till the Bentley pulls up. Um, <laughs> and then but, you're like, holy, what is this? But you can't really compare yourself to Andreas. You know what I mean? Oh, that that oh, guy's superhuman. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. But. So, uh, it, is he one of uh, your favorite YouTubers to watch? I know I've been, fo- uh, yeah, I've been following down a lot of YouTube rabbit holes lately. Yeah, he's my absolute, yeah, he's my favorite. Um and uh, he's such a nice guy too. I've actually reached out to him a couple times um, over the past couple of years um, for getting to getting through some kind of plateaus. Um, and he's golly, I mean, just to be so talented and so nice and uh, very willing to, you know, just write you a message and say, Hey, I see what you're doing. Um, you know, maybe try this. And it, it, you know, I can't, I can't speak enough about how nice that guy is. He not to take our subject off of you and onto him, but he's so nice. He's been on our podcast twice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, and he's phenomenal. Um, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're into deer hair stuff, you know, I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody better. Yeah. We've got quite a few of his bugs. Yeah, we do. Oh yeah. Boy, they are. They're nice. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Yep. A lot more sparse than what you'd honestly think. And oh, yeah. did you, did you learn that over time? Like using less and less, you know, I guess over two years, not over time. percent. You know, I think that the biggest learning curve that I dealt with and still deal with um, is going to be, you know, at, at first it's the mechanics, right? Um, you know, getting getting things to stay where you put them or, or learning how to do a dub and loop and, 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 or anything like that, learning how to spin deer hair, stack, stack deer hair. Um, but once you get some of that under your belt, it's really hard not to overdress the fly. Um you know, is even for something as, as like a sex dungeon, um, you know, you'll you'll see those things just, 
you know, in, in a bin or you'll see one that, that Kelly's done and then you tie one at home and you'll find yourself just putting so much marabou or, or so many wraps of, of hackle. Um, you know, especially with Andreas's stuff, the, like if you take, um, you take an unholy diver, um, to get that fly to look right, it, it's, it's really not much material. Um, you know, the, the, the tail and then the couple shanks, um, with the craft fur, you know, it, it's a lot less material than what you think at, at first. Um, but it still provides a really good profile once you find that, you know, amalgamation of, of materials that you can put together to make it, you know, swim correctly. Um, I think that it really, it really is a, an art form of, of trying to figure out the, the right amount of material and where to put it. But yeah, I, I think most people struggle and I did, especially in the beginning, overdressing them. Yeah, and the tough part with it is, is when you're dealing with any natural material, there's a certain consistency to get the breathability to where the fibers flow and actually like look like it's swimming. But then the tough yeah, part oh, is, yeah. is once you dial that consistency down, that's only for that style of bucktail. Realistically, <laughs> you're talking, there's uh, there's probably, I, I can tell you, eight to ten different type of bucktail fibers. And every one of them requires a different amount of density in order to get that fiber to breathe. And some of them don't breathe at all. But in order to get them right, so it's just, it's always a, every fly is different when you're dealing with natural materials like that. Oh, for sure. And I've seen that, you know, I, I, I think I, um, a while back I saw where you were on Muskie Fool and was talking about kind of different, the, the river head versus the lake head on your, on your bee yeah, birds yeah, and, yeah. you know, how you're stacking them versus spinning them. And, you know, I thought that was really insightful because um, even with something like um, if you take um, like a Chad Johnson sluggo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's a, he uses a lot of bucktail in that head. Um, which is a very similar to a Buford style platform. Um, but you know, he trims that down, um, into, into pack bucktail down to where you can trim it into a muddler head, um, is, is pretty difficult. Mm, that's um, true. especially, you know, it, you know, like, you, you know, you, you have what three or four good clumps at the base of a bucktail to, to, to get there. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, you're, you're really resorting back to deer body, which is what you said. Um, kind of in your description there, but I know I completely agree. Even, even looking at, you know, if you're doing, um, uh, another one of his flies, like a rag dolly, you know, if you're looking at putting bucktail in back behind your collar, that's a completely different piece of bucktail area, um, you know, versus doing a head, um, and learning those idiosyncrasies of the materials, especially with naturals and how it's going to flare, how much it's going to compress, you know, how it's going to cut, how it's going to shape. It's all pretty pretty interesting stuff i tell you what and, it, and i've preached it on here before but the one thing that i think that has taught me the most i mean yeah bob popovics has always been kind of like the bible of bucktail sure but learning flat wings that oh, taught yeah. me more about bucktail and what them fibers actually do and how <laughs> much you can get away with sparseness and not only that but the consistency of the bucktail because every time you change that and if you didn't have the right consistency in the rear with the right consistency in the front that fly didn't swim right and if you nailed it that fly swam like it, it, it literally looked like there was a fish swimming in. You couldn't tell the difference. But if that bucktail wasn't the right way, it just looked like a typical fly coming through the water. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I do, um, you know, pretty often is, is you'll, you'll see people, you know, tie a fly and put it in a bathtub or a, or a tank or something like that. But, you know, I'll tie um, four or five of the same fly just for myself, um, especially when I'm trying to learn them and then carry them to the river and throw each one back to back to back um, with, with them kind of in my, 
in my phone labeled like one, two, three, four, um, and try to look at if I did some, some very minor changes as far as like, did I pack this head really tight? Did I round these edges on this wedge head? Did I leave this lit wedge head wide? You know, if you're looking at a, at a, a Tommy Lynch, uh, drunk and disorderly versus a unholy diver, you know, the, the way they taper their wedge is, is very different. Um, you know, Tommy uses body hair. Um, Andreas uses belly hair. And so looking at different ways, um, different materials affect and, and how you can change that to make the fly do what you want to do um, is, is, is something that, that really drives me forward to try to push the envelope a little bit for myself. You guys are really nerding out. Laser dumb is <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you can mess that up too. Uh, <laughs> so early on, I made a Bennett's lunch money float like a cork. So, <laughs> so, so let's take all that and put it in the fishing aspect. What have you seen the differences are between you know, say like an unholy diver or a drunken disorderly or a sex dungeon, like all them different types of head types? Where are you finding yeah. they play different parts in your fishing, you know, repertoire? So for me personally, I think it's the 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 river you're fishing. Um, time of year a little bit um, plays a big role for me. So um, here in Missouri, um, you know, we have some some kind of tributaries to the White. Uh, the White's probably the you know most prototypical stream or river for me, especially that I have access to, um, maybe in the country. Um, you know, I, I do fish some of the smaller tributaries leading into it. Um, you know, those are kind of small, medium sized streams, rivers, you know, 30 foot across, you know, 25 foot across. I think that it really depends on, um, a couple of things. So, you know, I, as far as being, you know, as much fun as you can have with your pants on, you know, stream fishing for brown trout's about it. Um, and I, I love big swim bait flies, but you know, for a small stream that's got a decent current, you know, it, it's really tough to fish them in there. Um, you know, it, even with a, a full sink line, if you, you know, you don't have, but what, eight feet of strike zone um, before you're, you know, getting back close to you or a pretty shallow area, it's really hard to get uh, some of those swim bugs to, to get down and get some action um, and at least get, you know, show enough fish to the profile before you're, before you're kind of out of the, out of the way, especially waiting. So I think that if you're fishing, you know, pocket water, if you're fishing, you know, faster stuff, um, especially on the wade, uh, you know, those those kind of scenarios are going to be the the weighted flies. You know, you can <clears throat> sex dungeon if, if, you, if you want to catch a brown trout. An olive sex dungeon is hard to beat. Um, you know, especially around here. Kelly um, kind of knew what he was doing, it, right? Yeah, he he <laughs> he, he, he dang sure did. Um, I'll tell you something else too: the smallmouth won't lay off of it either um, yeah. around here. Um, so, um, you know, that, that type of head to where you're, you're, you're really creating that jigging action, you know, with a jerk strip or whatever you're trying to do, it gets down quick. Um, it, it's, it's really a kind of interesting, I guess, paradox to think about because, you know, you're, you're putting all this deer hair, which is buoyant and then lead eyes to try to, to try to, you know, take that away. Um, but in the whole time trying to create a profile to, to look like a sculpin or, or, or whatever you're trying to imitate. Um, so I think those are very, very important to have in your, your wade box or small stream box. They fish well in the white too, um, especially if you're fishing, um, you know, if you're just banging the, banging the banks, fishing, you know, six, eight feet off the banks. 
Um, I've done pretty well with those. Um, you know, I really find the biggest difference in the swim bugs uh, down there, you know, when you're, when you're making 40, 50 feet casts, um, you know, with, with something like Tommy's fly, the, the drunken disorderly, <laughs> I, I really like that fly because he's done a decent amount um, to keep the same platform, but give you several different, you know, options, whether he's doing the triple D where we put a big deceiver tail on there to really get that kick. Um, or if it's kind of, you know, lower water, a little bit clearer, you can, you can downsize it, take the deceiver tails off and still have the same kind of dying minnow action. Um, the interesting thing with Andreas's unholy diver is how he changed that platform from a two hook platform to the shanked and the very small short shanked hook on the back. Um, and I think mm-hmm. he said he, and some of his stuff, you know, he said he was doing that for some of the sea run Browns they have over there that kind of nip at the tail, but that's pretty, pretty much the same game here for rainbows. Um, they seem to do that here a lot. Um, just kind of, you know, pick at the back. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you can't get a brown trout to commit that, that fly for me really makes a lot of fish look stupid. Um, that, that I don't know what it is about the, the, the shanks and the, the diving action, um, kind of how it crinkles up on itself and then turns that profile pretty sideways really seems to, you know, evoke a, a predatory instinct in them. Yeah, man. Those, you know, those flies think, swim like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can, you know, you can fish them several different ways. You know, you can, you can, especially if you have the water to do it. And I think that's what the biggest thing that you're asking about different fly style heads. I think it's based on the water that you have to, to manipulate. You know, if you have big water, if you have, you know, if you're down the white and you've got enough generators and, you know, you've got some cloud cover, um, you can put some big bugs on um, and really go to work. Um, you know, but if you're on smaller stuff, you know, I'm, I'm downsizing, um, more jigging style flies trying to get in and out of wood um, you know wood piles and things like that um, you know I'm probably using more weighted stuff when when or do you walk in weight or do you fish from a boat mainly <clears throat> so um, when I'm when I'm waiting I'm, I'm walking and waiting for sure so do you fish the wedgehead style flies when you walk and wade I do yeah. See, I always have an issue when they start to swing then that's when they start to spin you know what I mean yeah so um there's a couple a couple things that i do to my to my setup to try to decrease some of that at least at the level of the fly line um you know coming back to me so you know i run um uh a full sink line um even even walk waiting um you know i'm fishing uh anywhere from a six to an eight uh, most of the time i'm not throwing the eight i, I did that because you you, you kind of heard some people doing that um, and some, some podcasts, it seems it's a lot for me, um, in those, in those areas, but, you know, I'm fishing the probably seven weight. Um, and, uh, I run a, um, my leader system, I run down, you know, t- 25 pound maxima to a, a little barrel swivel. Okay. Um, and, and then I come off that barrel swivel with, with 15 pound, 12 pound maxima down, you know, for a five foot, four foot leader. Um, and uh, that barrel swivel really takes a lot of that out at the level of the, the fly line to make it where it's more manageable. Yeah, the, the, the other trick out, is, huh? is if you can get your cast to, or if you can position yourself for your cast to where you're fishing that fly almost straight downstream. You know, you're not so letting you're it swing as much. Straight? You're stripping it straight down to you. Oh, so you're casting upstream like you're dry fly fishing. Dry fly fishing. Oh, you, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I walk away, it's ninety five percent 
just like you would just like you would be approaching with a draft lot. Okay. Man, that's probably a good angle to take. You know, just thinking about it, because now you're going to honestly just get depth right away. Yeah. Today be able to get depth and not get your dig straight. Yeah, just today swung down oh, to the current and up up to the top. When we're in the boat today, I, that wave. I noticed that with the D and D I was throwing. Hmm. I tell you what, all you got to do too is just swing the front end of the boat straight to the right a little bit. Both of you angle a little bit different. Just keep it a little closer. You know. Yeah, today that wasn't happening. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> that. But, but, shit. Yeah, but I'm saying though, like in general, yeah. that'd be a good way to try that. Do you uh, do you get out, you know, in a boat very often, or is it is it mainly walking and wading? Uh, I do both. Um, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to be close enough to the white, and um, I have a a, a fishing buddy um, that's not too far. He's kind of the next town, and we. We, you know, taken his boat a couple times this year. I fished. Uh, uh, I tried to do a couple trips with with some guys down there. Um, uh, Brock Dixon. I tried to do a couple of times a year with Brock. Um, he's a phenomenal streamer fisherman and, and has taught me a lot over the years. Um, you know, I I uh, I probably get a I don't know a couple boat trips. Probably more than I should, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do a lot of both. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There, there's something with floating at the same speed of the river and stripping the the fly straight back to you, where it's not swinging down or getting left behind. I I love being in a boat. And yeah, it's definitely better. And I'm it's fat. Definitely better. I don't like walking. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, hard to it's, it's hard to carry. You know, to it's hard to carry as many. Pull them out in the middle. <laughs> I was gonna say it's hard to carry as many beers as Chad tries to carry too. Without a boat. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Do you notice a difference pulling the fly back toward the bank or pulling it out toward the center of the river? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, if you are, if you're waiting, um, and like I said, I mostly fish upstream, you're normally going to be positioned either, you know, halfway across the river um, or even pretty much pretty close to the, 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 I guess you'd say far bank, but the bank you're fishing. And I'm trying to get that fly. I'm trying to get that head straight downstream, coming straight to me as much as I can. Um, and, um, you know, having that ability to go with the current almost purely um, is, is beneficial in some scenarios, but you're doing, you're having to strip pretty quick. Um, you know, and then sometimes, especially if you can find some pockets and stuff where you can, you know, kind of get it to, um, swing down a little bit, but, you know, in a boat, I, I completely agree. You know, if you can quarter quarterback just a touch, you know, get your cast out, let it get that sink, let the current start working on the, um, fly itself. And then once you get it parallel, um, you know, to the bank, especially right before you start to strip, get those first couple of strips, get it lined up with you. Now you're going perpendicular to the bank. You can really make that fly do a lot of stuff and you just don't have that ability when you're waiting. I always prefer a weighted fly. You know what I mean? I do. No, like, I mean, over anything, like you would say, like, I, I prefer a weighted fly. I mean, I want something that's getting down for sure, and I know it's going to be down there, and I can strip it as quickly as I want. So I, I use even the sculpin helmets a lot. Like you were saying, for the pocket water, I like a small sculpin helmet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you mess with those as much as just, you know, Circus peanut stuff like that. Um, even the headbangers, yeah. I like the headbangers. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that. I I think they're great waiting, um, for me, 
um, you know, it, the, as far as weighting things when I'm fishing big water and stuff, I, I really like the fish skulls. Um, like on a deceiver, you know, you can put yeah. a small medium or a medium fish skull on there and it'll, it'll break the, the surface tension pretty quickly and get it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's half the battle is breaking the surface tension. For sure. For sure. Um, especially when you're throwing something out with a big profile, you know, it's just, it's got to get the tension broke because your, your line's going to do some work on it. Um, but you know, half the battle's getting that first strip. So with all the, the different fly styles that you do tie, like the D and D's and the, the uh, unholies and the sex dungeons, what's your favorite style of fly to tie? My favorite, my favorite style of, of fly to tie is definitely, uh, you know, big swim bait, bait fish stuff. The, my favorite fly to tie is probably the rag dolly, um, or a big double deceiver. Um, but they For don't sure. catch fish, man. Say what now? <laughs> I was joking. I said they don't catch fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on down here. <laughs> no, I believe you, man. We, we throw for smallies up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on down here. That that eight-inch double deceiver, olive and yellow. That'll do some we'll work. Be- oh, it'll make a believer out of you. <laughs> so we, we've been talking, or we talked to Russ Madden over the wintertime, and he was telling us, that up in Michigan, he's having more more success throwing smaller flies because everyone's chucking the big meat. Have you ever run into that down there? Yeah, you know, I, I, it it really is a, a game of, of of getting their interest right. You know, I think it's law of diminishing returns. You know, you know, the first first bite of ice cream is always the best, right? Um, and so if if everybody's you know throwing giant stuff and especially in the heavily pressured you know areas if you're following behind them you're not the first one down you know this is the fifth time you know those fish have seen that style of fly today unless you've got some you know magic juice you're putting on there you're probably not going to get you know a different result um so then i definitely think you gotta you gotta either you know change the change the profile change the water depth like you said you can put a you know a a little fish skull helmet on there or, or throw something with a uh, sculpting helmet or lead eyes. Um, you know, sometimes even with the deceivers on some of them, I'll put a keel weight, um, and, you know, try to have something to help it get down a little quicker, you know, go to something that's less, even less buoyant than that. You can go to a, a pure crafter kind of deceiver, um, with a little weight on it. You know, there, there's, there's diff- definitely different ways to try to change it up and get them to see something different. Absolutely. And, and, I just uh I just watched a video you put on Instagram, uh, I think your last video, and you appear to use wire for uh, your hook to hook connection. Is that true? Yep. Is that yep. What you, is that your preferred method? It is. It is. Um, I um, I use the you know either Beadline or AFW um, nineteen strand. I'm not using the. I think Mark said he uses what was it two two pieces of 65 pound non-coated or something like that. Yeah. I use I dual 65 AFW. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I oh, just I mean, use for, the, for trout. The, yeah. That's, that's completely different. Yeah. It's a different sport. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Even oh, if it sure. was, pipe, they're, not, they're yeah. not breaking this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Different animal. Yeah. man. And for smallmouth, I use shit. 35 pound test mono. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's a big debate on that. A lot of guys down here really like Dimano. Um, and I can see the utility of it for sure, especially like if you're using like 50 pound mono. One, you're not going to break it. The stuff's just about indestructible. The loop doesn't kink. You know, it's gonna it's gonna have that kind of elastic property to where it rebounds very well. Um, it doesn't necessarily you know wear through. Um, but you know, I just started with with the AFW wire and kind of stayed with that, and have not really had any issues at all with it. So. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. I can tell you I have definitely broke beadline on many occasions. That's what I started on, and that was on pike. And I'm glad I never tested on musky because I I broke it two or three times on pike. I'm a wire guy, too. But, yeah, I mean, AFW, though. AFW is great. I've I've never had an issue from coded to non-coded. I mean, I use both, but I mainly stick with the the non-coded because then I could fit two strands on there. So, sure, sure. But, so, you, no, no, you're good. I was going to say, does your uh, your favorite fight of fish does that coincide with the one to tie? Yeah, I if, I think if I only had one fly, um, to I think I even posted that a little while back. If I had one fly to throw at a big brown, it'd probably be a rag belly, um, or a or a double deceiver. Um, um, I think. My favorite action is probably the wedgehead, though, to watch the D&D or the Unholy Diver or Sid. Um, I love watching that fly. Um, love, those flies swim so but, good. Mm-hmm. I missed you there. I'm sorry. Uh, those flies swim so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, they're just sexy. There's no way around it. One of my most memorable fish, that pike, was on a rag dolly from Andreas. Yeah. Years ago. Try to get that fish, try to get that fish, and... Went in there, threw a rag dolly, first cast, boom, finally got him. That was a stud fish, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of people talk about confidence. You know, I think that when it boils down to it, being in the right place at the right time, at the right, you know, stars aligning, place plays something to do with it. But um, I do feel like you fish it harder when you got some faith in it. Speaking of that, do you buy flies from, from the guys that you're trying to mimic? So you can have a one of their flies in your hand to try to mimic. Uh, I've never bought a streamer. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's something cool um, to say. Yeah, I've never, I've never bought a streamer. Because I so I bought some D and D's off Tommy. I we bought flies off Andreas. It's it's nice to have them. I, yeah. I hate to I hate throwing them. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be the thing. I I've thought about you know buying a couple from either Tommy or Andreas or even Kelly and just been like put them in a shadow box or something like this is what they're supposed to look like. Um, <laughs> but no, I've not I've not done that yet. Um, I probably will though. Yeah, I bought I bought a D and D off or two D and D's off Tommy, and I wanted to throw them with this one special trout float that we do. Well, there's no pike, no you know they'll bite it off, and not. I wasn't going to throw it on a smallmouth float. So we we did the trout float. I was throwing this D&D from Tommy. I caught three smallmouth. <laughs> God damn yeah, it. Eat them here. Yeah, for sure. No trout were hurt. One day you're going to say, screw it. You're going to throw it on there in the first cast. You're going to pay the river tax and a pike's going to wax. It. I know. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Do you ever get into any of the uh, the bigger toothy critters? I know you probably don't have them down there, do you? Um, there's a couple places uh, down here you can get into some musky. I, I don't. I don't think it's that 
um, that easy to do. There's, there's a couple lakes. Um, so I haven't done too much of that. I would love to. Um, but I really just, I got down here and got down the white and caught a, a pretty decent size brown trout on one of my first trips down there. And I've been chasing that dragon's tail ever since, to be honest. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you. I, I put the musky rod down. It, it just hurts after, uh, after some days. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't, I don't musky fish anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's musky fish? I don't even have a musky rod anymore that works. I won't think about anything else till probably (laughs) after Christmas. (laughs) And then maybe other fish will cross my mind. Um, So I was going to ask a question about, are you one that will, if you go and the conditions are clear and low, are you nymphing or are you always just hawking some kind of meat? Uh, Yeah, that gets me in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> um, even, even with some of the guides that I fish with, they'll say, you know, well, we can either watch your swim flies or we can catch fish. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I told him one time I was like, look, man, I'd rather take a shower with my daddy than I would watch a bobber today. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're just going, we're just going to watch these flies swim. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the yeah, best response. I don't, I don't nymph much, brother. <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. Yeah, I'd rather take a. Give me that. I'd rather take a swim I with my daddy. What, the first, or at least insta- a sticker. The first Instagram <laughs> meme account that hears that, you're gonna see that on a meme there come Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. They can uh, they can have it, but it's true. No, that's that's, that's awesome, fantastic. man. Fantastic. That's the first time we floated down there, a little trout stream. It was, dude. If you don't bring a nymph rod with you. I've, I've, I've came, I've got a little, I've changed a little lately. No, nobody brought a nymph rod, then all of a sudden someone did. And next thing you know, Jay was nymphing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Once in a while. Uh-huh. Only, only, a, only a golden one. But, but, uh, do you, uh, do you find a lot of that down there? Or do you find mostly the wild fish? Are you fishing for mostly wild fish? Do you, is it all, I mean, I know the white, it's a lot of, I, I mean, wild both. fish. Yeah. But it probably stocked over a while, but even just your local water. What are you fishing at? Yeah, it's kind of – so um, there's some blue ribbon areas here, um, but it's mostly rainbow. The, the brown trout, you know, in some of those smaller areas are, are stocked with their, their layover fish. Um, um, so most of the wild stuff that we're doing is, you know, down the white or, um, you know, some of the tributaries up, you'll get some, some, some chances where I fish at. Kind of locally, you'll get some chances on wild fish too. So – Jay went full blown bobberhead on you a minute ago. <laughs> Will you watch a hopper this time of year? Yeah, I. So we, we went. We just did a trip down to the white. Probably, I think it was middle of July. And um, I mean, it's hot. You know, it's nine something degrees. And you know, we. Uh, my buddy, he was. He was. They saying, you know, well, well, we'll we'll throw streamers, and then if we're not seeing anything, you know, we'll throw hoppers. And I we go to. We go to Montana once a year, um, usually in in August, and, and, and we'll throw some hoppers out there. Um, and the white has great hopper fishing. And, um, you know, we're taking turns rowing, um, you know, coming down. And it, it, it's funny because, you know, I'm throwing a seven-inch streamer, and he's throwing a hopper, and he's spending, you know, a lot more time rowing than I am because um, he's catching the fish pretty quick. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, I really just – I'm pretty much a pure streamer guy. I, I don't mind. I, I do like to hopper fish. I like to see that surface eat. That gets me excited. Um, but it's just not the same. It's but just not the same for me. You like to do it on vacation when you're in Montana. 
Yeah, I don't know about like, but I will. You'll tolerate it. I, yeah, yeah. You, you won't tolerate yeah, it at I, home. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will do it for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's if everybody else is doing it, it's kind of I get guilty into it sometimes. <laughs> All the cool kids are throwing hoppers. That's right. That's right. And that's it. And hoppers really suck to tie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they're you know getting that foam to stay still is is pretty good. You know, there's some tricks to it for sure. I I definitely tie a couple hoppers a year. Um, yeah, it's called uh, super glow. Yeah. Loctite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can do it. I got enough on my tying desk here to fill a you know mason jar. But um, yeah, they're, they're they can be fun to tie. You know, those are the things I tie and just don't show anybody. I put them in a box in the, in the closet real quick. <laughs> there you Guilty go. pleasure. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. So, David, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you want to? Um, no, not really. I think I think the biggest things, you know, kind of covered type of flies. You know what we're what we're seeing down here as far as um, styles and what we know. What I tie, you know, I'm. I just appreciate you guys letting me come on and, and, and speak with you. Have speaking of that, have you I know you mimic a lot of people's flies. Have you come up with any of your own that uh that have produced pretty pretty uh good results for you? Yeah, I've I've tried a couple. Um you know, you, you feel bad just basically being a, a copycat on everything. Um and so I, I played with a couple of flies myself. Um there's a couple posted to my Instagram. Um one is a is a dub and headed bait fish that I kind of take mallard flanks and put them on the side. Um, it's, um, it's got a lot of, uh, Andreas in it. Um, some, it's got some yard sale in it. Um, uh, it's kind of just a little small. I tied in two or three different sizes. I put rattles in it. Sometimes I don't, um, you put a rattle in it and you throw it down here in the, in the Ozark creeks, these small mouths just crush it. <laughs> it doesn't sit there long at all. Um, it's, it, it's called the Weaver D it's named after a, uh, a, um, restaurant in Athens, Georgia, where I went to school. Their, their slogan was automatic for the people. <laughs> nice. um, so, uh, it's actually an REM album name, um, to automatic for the people was, was based off of that, that little restaurant. Um, but, uh, I, I've kind of, I've tied that, um, and, uh, I tie some, some kind of shank sculptings and things that, um, or my own, um, that you'll see on there. Um, that I've been working on for, I don't know, eight, 10 months, but nothing good, you know, hey. never sold a fly or anything like that. Um, it's all just for myself. Do you, do you ever aspire to sell flies? You know, I don't know. Uh, things change when it becomes work, you know? Yes, sir. <laughs> Ask Mark. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. This stuff's beautiful. Um, but I, I guarantee you it's, it's, it's not as fun unless you're fishing it. I mean, money's good, but, um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's, that's for sure. It's different. I, I thought you said cash rules everything around me. Cream. It, 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 it <laughs> does. Like I said, random off straight cash homie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I work, I work, I work <laughs> during the daytime to do that. So at, at nighttime when I tie flies, since I'm an insomniac, I, uh, that's more of a, of a relaxing thing for me for sure 
Speaking of that, you're a you're a pet surgeon. What's the craziest pet you've you you you're cutting up lizards? You said something about hacking in the dogs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I've done some pretty cool surgeries over the years. Um, uh, probably my favorite. Um, some of my favorite surgeries are uh, probably. Let's see. I, I did a uh, a humeral kind of forearm, the top part of the arm. Uh, fracture in a little baby crea, a little alpaca. Um, that was a pretty cool surgery. Um, you know, they're all they're all fun. Um, it's really it's really a rewarding career path. You know, you, you really get to kind of help animals that can't necessarily you know speak up for themselves and things like that. So it's it's uh, it's really rewarding to see those guys you know have a problem and then you help them get through it. And then there's nothing more grateful than dog. You know, at the end of it, you just see them light up when they can walk again or do whatever and it's it's a it's definitely a good feeling for sure are you a pet owner as well i am for sure you got dogs yeah got dogs no cats got some dogs got three do you hunt them or yeah so i got a i did the classic um you know it was in it was in school and you know i really enjoyed duck hunting so i bought this labrador um from you know decent breeding stock and you know duck hunting lineage and he ain't never hunting nothing but a biscuit he's a couch <laughs> potato like no other 10 years old he's a food processor you know? oh yeah that's it he, he yeah he ain't worth two dead flies but i wouldn't take the world for him but uh yeah i got i got a labrador um we got a little mix and a and a cane corso kind corso oh. a big dog little yeah. guy <laughs> yeah we we have a lab puppy right now too going through the same thing oh yeah it's uh it's, it's fun for the first three years <laughs> actually while you were talking i was looking over my wife was throwing a tennis ball for him in the pond across the street <laughs> so he's 11 weeks old chasing chasing the shit into the pond that's right a tired puppy's a good puppy that's right <laughs> it, but it, this one never runs out of energy little fucking shit <laughs> yeah that's what i said first three years are rough <laughs> yeah all right, man. Well, hey, we're going to get rolling. Uh, let everyone know where your Instagram is, where they can find you again. Yeah, it's Ape of the Ozarks. Um, yeah, you can definitely find me there, um, David Hutchison. Uh, you'll just see kind of – it's just a, a little snapshot of what I'm doing in my basement at night, I guess. I don't know. Hey, one more question. Get to, Getting back to the original, how you got your name. You should buy a, a Bigfoot suit and go and scare uh, horse, horse trips. Yeah, you see, we're a little too far south for that, brother. Uh, <laughs> People carry guns down there. <laughs> yeah, it's ain't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Mm -mm. You'd, be, you'd be mounted. I mean, you'd literally be mounted in somebody's garage. You mean some <laughs> some big redneck would mount you? He, I got this big gorilla. He's just oh, gonna he help you over you. the fence. He definitely mounts you. I mean, be, you'd be stuck. That's for sure. I have a baby gorilla in my garage. You got to see this, guys. <laughs> That's right. Baby Sasquatch pinned up, you know, holding a can of Miller Lite or something. <laughs> yeah, you taxidermy, buddy. Hey, <laughs> you'll never guess what I got. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's already ready for mount. Just take the suit off. <laughs> Hi, guy. Yoshi Broski. Hi, guy. Hey, we're rolling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, if anyone doesn't know, this is Steve. Pogo, Pogo Jensky. What's going on, brother? 
Oh, nothing much, but I just got home a little while ago. Went to my dad's 88th birthday party. Nice. Hey, everyone, yeah. should, everyone should blow up Steve's dad on Instagram. What's your happy birthday? <laughs> he doesn't even know what Instagram is. Um, <laughs> he doesn't. Even, some, sometimes he doesn't know what day it is. But he's he's I, a quick funny story. He's obviously the guy who got me fishing at a young age. He was he grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut, which is you know, obviously kind of a city environment. But he's always an outdoorsy kind of guy. And he used to take me up here where I live now, uh, fishing when I was a little kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's 88. He's still kicking. He's still joking, flirting with the waitress tonight. Just, you know, my mom's like embarrassed yeah, yeah. as heck, but he still got it at 88. Hey, if I turn 88 someday, I'm going to be flirting with waitresses. <laughs> exactly. How have you guys been? We're doing all right, man. Living the dream. Good. Good. We, we missed the last couple months with you. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been an interesting summer to say the least. I missed you guys. Um, there, had, there wasn't really a lot to talk about from a fishing aspect this summer because we just get one flood after another. Um, but lately, the fishing's been pretty damn good when in between uh, hurricanes. Yeah, I've seen you've uh, you've had a crew of buddies out. You had Kate out yeah. yesterday. Man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, been catching some fish, which has been so nice. This spring, as I think I told you guys in the last time we talked, it was a it was a tough spring. It was just the water temperatures were just like literally bouncing like a yo-yo up and down. The fish were so damn confused. Could barely buy a fish over 32 inches, a pike. And then um, in between these storms that we've been getting and massive amounts of rain, when I say massive, like massive, um, we're not like breaking records of rain here in the Northeast. We're smashing them. Um, so, yeah, it's been <clears throat> it's been good. And then we had a good couple weeks there, uh, a window, like three-week window, <clears throat> where the water receded, the clarity cleared up a little bit. I mean, still on the high side for like what I would like, but it didn't matter. Like these, these, I mean, we were catching most fish that we were either seeing or netting were over third, like pike over 30, 32, 33 inches, a couple of handful of high thirties. Just seems like they're just like, well, screw it, man. It's fall. The winter's coming. And you know, when we're, whenever they get a window to move around and feed comfortably, it seems like that's what they're doing. So do you think right now is this going into like are they moving into their transition period or do you think they're yeah already where they, they're going to be? Yeah, they know they are. They are. Um, so you know, typically, like I always say to clients, like my favorite time of year is like after, like it kicks off right after Labor Day, um, and you know, and the fishing's good, you know, and then and you know, obviously, then as you guys know, we're in Ohio and and where you all are, like you know, the, depending on what Mother Nature brings as far as the temperature swings. You know, I always say like a really quick drop in water temperature, you know, stuns them for a minute um, and then stability kicks in. So if you're out there four or five days a week fishing or guiding, you know, like you'll have like two out of those four or five days where it's really good. And, and then, you know, you, on the calendar, it's like, oh, this is a great time of the year. But, you know, water temperatures kind of drive everything. But right now, what I'm finding is that they are uh, they're they're transitioning and they're getting into that like feedback mode. And then with these high waters, when I say high waters, like you can't see your fly six inches under the surface sometimes when we get all this rain. So the visibility has been horrible. So as soon as that visibility clears up to like two feet and the water recedes enough where they're comfortable, like coming out and eating and not like tucked under something or high on the banks or somewhere where you're just not going to be able to get to them. They're just monging right now. Like, I mean, when when you see, at least here in the northeast, if we see, you know, four five, six pike in, in a day and which is good. And then, you know, 
most of them are over 32, 33 and some high 30s. That's like really good. So I think, you know, that we're, we just got off this hurricane and we're about a week behind it now. And then we got some other additional rains that just came out of nowhere, of course. But um, we're supposed to have a pretty dry next 10 days. And uh, I, I think this fall is going to just make up for the shitty spring and early summer that we had. So people should be booking trips now, stat, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I've got a pretty good calendar going here for the end of September and October. But, yeah, it's it's it, for anybody who's listening, if that's, if that's happening in your area with all this damn rain, it's just get out there as soon as you can when that water recedes a little bit and clarity gets better. So this time of year, are you throwing bigger flies for them? <clears throat> no, same strategy. Um, same strategy. But, yeah, de- definitely, like, like, so it's so funny you ask that because I just had some clients on Friday and we had to reschedule twice this year. So, you know, right, right along lines with what I'm, what I'm explaining. And, and I talked talk to him Thursday night and I was like, guys, listen, like, man, I, I don't know. It's like, I hate to say it, but you know, and they're like it's about rescheduling. They're like, no, screw it. We don't care. They're like, is there any water to fish? I'm like, yeah, we could probably stretch out three quarters of the day at most. They're like, who cares? We took off. We want to come. We want to fish with you. You know, da, da, da. These guys came from um, upstate New York. <clears throat> and um so yeah they 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 were really good fly fishermen good casters um and we were throwing some medium-sized flies and they got a, you know they got a couple pike in this side creek where these fish are going up these creeks that you like you can walk across because they, they had to get out of the main river and then we beefed up the fly and one of the dudes had an experience we didn't he didn't hook it um his knees buckled but it was over a 40 inch pike that came to the boat gale flared and he ripped the fly away from the fish last second. No. And, uh, yeah. And he, this guy's a fisherman, man. And he's just like, I'm like, what happened? He's like, dude, I, 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 I choked. I completely choked. He's like, I never saw anything like that. I never pike fished like this before. That thing was huge. You know, I'm like, yeah, it was huge. But yeah, so we threw a bigger fly on for that. And, and that fish came out from the same spot we fished 15 minutes earlier. So yeah, I think. And and to me, that was just like a little bit of a light bulb in my head. Like, okay, we went through that area with like, you know, six, seven inch pike fly. And then we came back through, you know, we threw on, we threw on a, um, uh, one of your flies is one of the bigger ones that you sent me for, uh, muskies a couple of years ago. And, uh, yeah, that fish came out and tried to eat it. No shit. Yep. Yep. Hot damn. <clears throat> yes. What's that? I said hot damn. Hot damn. Yeah. Dude, your flies are great. I mean, they're they're awesome. They really have really good action. Um, and I don't know, <clears throat> you know how it is. We talk about this all the time. You guys talk about it, sure. It's like, you know, you just when you have faith in a fly, or you just you think it has good juju. I mean, that's half the battle. Yeah, man. Have a have any of that new batch I sent you done any work for you? The new batch you sent me what like three months far earlier this year? Yeah, the the ones yeah. that were wrapped in tin foil and said definitely not weed. <laughs> yeah so remember when we were texting last week i said i had i had a story for you on one of your flies yeah yeah so that fly it was a green it was a green and like whitish i think it was a single hook a buford style and um uh it was uh, god it was in the window between one of the storms like three weeks ago and uh so i said let me throw this fly out i just like the i like this green and didn't use it you know, for a while it sat there and that fly caught four or five pike over 34 inches 
And then one of my best buddies, we went out for fun. He's like, dude, you're catching all these pike. I haven't caught a pike in two years. Take me out. I'm like, come on over, you know, Thursday after work, after he gets out of work. So we went out for like just the evening for a couple hours and he sunk that fly to the bottom. We couldn't get it off. We had to snap it. I was so upset. Yeah. If the water wasn't murky and moving, I probably would have got down to my skibbies and went swimming for it. I was going to say, if you had Chad Wild in the boat, he would have went swimming. Chad Wild would have definitely went swimming for it. <laughs> uh, do you have any pictures of it? I don't. It's not ringing a bell in my brain, but I'll tell you another one. Um, I might. I don't think so, but I might. I'll, I'll take a look when we hang up later. All right. Sounds good, man. So what's new in your guys' world? What's new with SVS? How are you guys? Any, I didn't listen, obviously, to the early part of your call because you haven't put it up on the on the podcast yet, but you guys been fishing? Uh, Jay and I fished today. Yes, we did. Um, I went out yesterday. I caught a sympathy carp because I went nice. I went actual carp fishing and got I foul hooked two in the belly, which sucked. Okay. And yeah, then I got disgusted, so I went behind a, an eating establishment where they feed carp, and I threw a bread fly and caught a sympathy carp. Nice, dude. <laughs> I saw your son catch a nice pike or a nice carp. Yeah, that was uh that was over at the pond. That that was a real feral carp. That's awesome. Yeah, that one that one ate a real fly, and then I let him reel it in, and I lost it at, at the bank for him. Like he had it to the bank. I I put my finger yeah. under its gill because I didn't have a net, and yeah. I, I looked up and said, "Buddy, look what you caught!" And it flopped and fell out of my hand. Uh, you know, it, it's so funny you say because all the carp that I caught, I netted them. But like, I I always wonder, like, can you like put your finger in their mouth like a like a like a bass? But like, you that, could put that, something that, else in their mouth. So you could put what? Uh, Jerry's uh, making a dick joke. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, <laughs> dude, there's so many. Don't put your thumb in there, man. I mean, fuck your thumb. You can. And I'm you like, know? I don't know what the age range is on your audience. <laughs> Keep it PG. So, uh, we were I talking. Won't. We were talking to Dan Frazier, and he was saying they have a secondary tongue, and it's like it's like a crusher back there. So if you put your oh. if you put your finger in too far, it'll it'll give you the crusher. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how Dan found out. Girlfriend like that. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the occasional times Jay yeah, comes my, in walking funny. My right funny. thumb still doesn't work. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't much. resist. Oh, no. That's like a redfish. First time I caught a redfish, no one told me about that. I stuck my thumb in its mouth and I crunched it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a bloody mess. I had a friend that didn't know what a bluefish was in the Long Island Sound oh, about 15 oh, years ago. Don't say he lipped caught it. it on a, caught it on a Rapala and tried to lip it and literally was like hitting it with a with a bat trying to get it to release. Oh, no. that That's a good end to a day. Yeah, it'll rip your finger right off. Bluefish. I mean, and this was like a probably a. 28 inch bluefish Whoa. yeah crazy crazy i bet the boat uh needed a definite washing after that yeah 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 he had his daughter hit, i think it was a flashlight he had his daughter smacking like <laughs> hit it harder hit it harder like 10 year old daughter smacking a bluefish in the head trying to knock it out so he could get his thumb out of the mouth <laughs> yeah that's oh. a good one. Oh my god yeah that's awesome. Are you guys doing Beast of the East? Uh, Jay and I. Yeah. Am. Yeah. Nice. I'm out again. Nice. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm to get a whole I, new team this year. Chad and Derek, both of you. So, wow. Got a, got a new group this year. Yeah, man. I got to go see Dude Perfect. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm yeah, fishing with a couple me. buddies. Uh, Ryan from Queen City Guiding and uh, 
PJ. PJ that always the redheaded guy that always fishes with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, PJ Campanelli. PJ. Oh, Ryan, you're talking oh, about Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Evans. You're, you're. That's. Oh, yeah. He, he, he guides for Pike, right? Out in Ohio or something, or. Nope. He's uh, he? he's in New York. He's still oh, at New Lakers. York. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. Yep. Okay. That's awesome. Sounds yeah. like a good it crew. Should be a, should be a good a time. Couple listeners of our show, Chris Sims and Rick Elliott, coming on. Nice. I think. Yeah. You you've had Rick out a couple times. Who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> oh, Rick. Yeah, you guys are. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rick, you're still on the show, right? Bogo, you there? My phone is like Rick from Maryland. Um, Bobby yes. from upstate New York who flies that's fishes. It. There you, you go. Know, Rick, Rick from Maryland. Johnny's fisherman from Massachusetts. Like, that's like my phone. And if I see him on Instagram, it's like I just know their faces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rick's an awesome dude. He's yeah. very pumped up oh. in the whole ESOC game. Oh, I tell you what. I'm, I'm excited to have him out here. That's going to be a blast. He's bringing his camper out hang out and yeah we're gonna have a he good knows time how, he knows how to tailgate he knows yeah, all the nice. accessories needed for a fun men's outdoor uh extravaganza hell yeah rick is rick is awesome yeah he got his first pike on the fly with me a few years ago and then last, this year he came out in the spring and for a day and a half they just they they, they struggled not yeah they weren't they're good fishermen but that was some bad weather sucked. hey pogo you're from connecticut do you, do you ever listen to howard stern show I grew up on Howard Stern. Do you remember Beetlejuice? Dude, yeah, he died, right? Did he die? Did he? Did I, Beetlejuice... uh, I don't know. Is he still alive? Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to need to digress. Yes, I know <laughs> Beetlejuice very well. Why okay. Well, because Beetlejuice is like his catchphrase was, who, me? Who, me? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah. you reminded me yeah. of Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, I grew up. Listening. I Yeah. I, I used to, when my first job out of college, I used to drive an hour and 20 minutes to work each way. And I, that this is when Howard Stern was on regular radio. Yeah. And I used to listen to him when he got really popular. And then, you know, I have satellite in my uh, tundra now. So I, I still listen to him. He's not as raunchy as he used to be, but his interviews are amazing. They're awesome. Uh, when we went down to pick up the puppy two weeks ago, my son put headphones on in the backseat. And I was like, babe, we're listening to Howard Stern all the way down and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, She's yeah. Like, Why? But then she was into it. Like he was interviewing Tom Brady and all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you caught the run where they were like doing like replaying all the awesome interviews from the last couple of years. They had like a they had like a week of that. It was the sports interviews that I caught. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I remember that. I listened to the Joe Buck one. That was excellent. So Joe Buck was on the Adam Carolla podcast, and he had the funniest line ever because his dad was a a broadcaster as well. Yeah. And the he Chicago said, White Sox, or, "He said they uh, were Chicago Cubs." up calling a Toronto Blue Blue Jays game. And the camera guy zoomed in on some lady in the stands who had a, a big rack. And, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Dan Buck? Uh, uh, it was Joe, Joe Buck. Buck? And, and Was it Joe Buck Sr.? Okay. Well, whatever his name was. He's like, yeah, she's big north of the border. And, <laughs> My 80-year-old dad would have said, here soon, Chad. He said she's... She's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> you both have been canceled. Yeah, we're, we're canceled. It's yeah. it's our show. They can't cancel us. Oh, okay. This is a it pirate was Jack, show. It was Jack Buck. Jack Buck. That's it. Yeah. Did you yeah, just Google just Joe Buck's dad? I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> so are you yeah, going? That's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> are you going to Wisconsin this year? 
I am not. I am not. I've got some breaking news. Um, Kate's not pregnant, so don't worry about that. But, um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we are going to we're going to the Keys for all of November. Oh, there you go. Are you gonna you gonna start guiding yeah. down there? No, leave your, no. Con- <laughs> leave your Connecticut roots and fish, and we're gonna hang out. We're gonna work down there, um, and we're gonna fish and hang out. And yeah, so like you know, so, obviously yeah. I've been with Kate for almost five years now, and when I first met her, we were dating for like like three months. I'm like I'm going to Wisconsin for two months, you know. And she's like, "You are," so and she was great about it. She's Kate. Never, I have like the perfect fiance around. Like, just let me do my fishing thing. You know, you don't have to be home at a certain time as long as she knows I'm still on the water, not somewhere else. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, you know, just going to Wisconsin the last well eight years, but really hard the last four years with guiding. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I got to be the good, the good significant other, and um, you know, do something that she really wants to do. Although you don't have to twist my arm to go to the Keys for the month, so I'm just gonna continue my, you know, my guiding up here the rest of this month in October, and then. Um, and then we're going to head to the Keys for, for all of November. I know you said, like, about work, and we've kind of brushed on it in the past. Is that something we, that's, like, talkable? Like, you guys have something else going, too, that I know you've... you've... Yeah, yeah, we, we're day traders. We okay. trade stock market. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing that for almost two and a half years. Because I always say, and, and no disrespect to anybody who's listening, but, you know, if you want to live under the poverty line, be a full-time guide. So, <laughs> um, and I say that tongue-in-cheek because I know a lot of friends that are doing nine months out of the year and making an awesome living and doing what they love and God bless them. And I wish I could do that. I was, I was, I was just, I was at that age. I can do that. You know, but being in my, my mid forties, you know, you, you just don't have that stamina anymore. So, um, you know, ask Kate, she knows you don't have that stamina with that. I said, ask Kate, she knows you don't have that stamina. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll save that for like a, a, a side podcast, but, um, yeah. yeah, that's probably what you'd say. We'll save but, that for um, that time. You actually get yeah, off the salt spring exit that? and come this way. Yeah. That <laughs> How about <great>. that? <laughs> so, yeah, so I just, we, we got in, we, you know, when, when we met, she had a full-time job. I just got out of the corporate world after 20 years and then went, jumped into the guiding thing. And, you know, obviously being in my forties at that point, I had things figured out financially and, you know, work, worked my ass off for 30 years in the corporate world. Um, or 20, sorry, 20, 20, 25 years. And then when I made the transition, I'm like, I know I need some other source of income because of X, Y, and Z. Right. So when we, uh, we, we kind of worked on it for a while, we spent a lot of money just not a lot of money, but a good amount of money training and buying courses and getting mentored by some people and did a lot, read a lot of books and studying. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's our other gig, which is just, it's a pretty cool lifestyle because sometimes you could, all you need to do is, you know, trade from eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning till noon. And then, you know, you could call it a day. So, um, it's kind of like trying to patch, you know, patch two sources of income together, to make it, you know, to make a living and, and have some freedom. So that's what we're doing. So back to going to the keys, have you lined up, yeah. have you lined up boats and being able to go out fishing? Yes, I have. So, and, and Kate is like their research master. She's like, one, like those patient women that could sit there on her phone and like research stuff for, you know, like we can't even read directions where, you know, like we just got a new something for our, our trading desk with like this thing that holds all these monitors and I'm starting to put it together and she's laughing. She's like, you're doing it all wrong. Like, aren't you going to read the directions? I'm like, no, I don't need directions. That's all we so do. Anyway, she, yeah. 
so she's reading all the she's doing a lot of research on that she's got it all figured out um yeah there's a boat place we could rent a skiff for like 240 bucks a day um there's also going to be dissolved there's also really good flats fishing right outside where we're staying like right there we're going to be like kind of on the beach area um it's like this little peninsula where there's some flats with some bonefish and barracuda and i'm sure there's tarpon around depending on the water temperatures but um yeah and then i have a friend that i went to high school with you know talk about fishing story and how like this all like my youtube video about you know um uh, you know what keeps us? Uh, was it, uh, what was my YouTube video again? <laughs> um, what brings uh, us together for the love of for the love, love of fishing, fishing? What ties us together? Yeah. So I went high school with this kid, and we didn't see each other for like twenty years. And like three, four years ago, we ran into each other on Facebook. And he's been guiding down in the Keys on Island Marotta for like the last fifteen years. And then he's like, holy shit, you're guiding up there in Connecticut. He's from Connecticut, obviously. He's like, my son and I fish together all the time. We love freshwater bass, and my son wants to catch a pike. So he's like, let's barter. He's like, I'll come up for a couple days this summer. This was last year or the year before. I think it was last year. He's like, I'll come up for a couple days, and you take us out. And then when you ever decide to come down to the Keys, I'll take you out for a couple days. So I've got a couple days lined up with him uh on the barter system and then um we're gonna rent a boat here and there and then there's some fishing by foot so and then we were in the keys like three years ago um and we had a we went in the winter we knew it was off season but we went with another guy that i met out in wisconsin when i was musky fishing he jumped in my boat with a mutual friend so his name's jordan he's a great guide in the keys so we went out with him for four days like three years ago so i kind of have an idea of what goes on down there kind of obviously it's a whole different ball game than what i'm used to but you know having my captain's license i don't really plan on doing any guiding at all it's just for fun but like you know i kind of got a gist of how it all fits together doing yeah yeah so we're just gonna go wing it and have fun and you know if i fish three four days a week that would be epic um get a tan work out you know and do some trading and just because our goal in life is to have a condo down there um because kate's from virginia originally she loves the warm weather where i like the sweatshirt weather and the muskies and the pike and all that fun stuff so you know a little compromise which is not a bad compromise to maybe pick up a, a small condo down there in the Keys and go down there for two, three months a year and rent it out the rest of the year. I don't think catching tarpon would be considered a compromise. But yeah, but that's what I have to say because it sounds better. Oh, <laughs> issue with okay. an earshot? Uh, okay, honey, I guess we could go to Florida. <laughs> if we must. Do I have to, do I have to wear yeah. flip-flops again? <laughs> yeah. You know I'm Polish and Irish. I burn real easy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so that's cool. I think it's, I'm, I'm excited though. That you guys get a little sweatshirt weather at night there yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been beautiful. This last week has been pretty nice. We went to Jay yeah. and I, Jay and I went to a high school football game. Wow. Nice. Friday night. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, wow. everyone was wearing hoodies and, and jeans. I was wearing shorts, but everybody else was wearing yeah. jeans. I, I had shorts and a t-shirt on and flip flops, flip flops. So Jay and Chad, are that that are you that guy? Like you fight the you you keep those shorts and flip flops on as long as you can handle it. Like is like absolutely the fall, like you push it to the limit. Chad runs freaking hot. Yes, because it yeah. is like every time you're in a truck with him, everything I'm roasting, dude. In the and middle of like winter, you're yeah. freezing. Yeah. It's like, were you serious? He has the AC on in winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, got, you assholes can put jackets on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and I'll 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 break the shorts out about April. Just nice. Just to try to will the warm weather in. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I just like wearing shorts and t shirts. 
That's that's my yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other day we were, Kate and I got up early and we were I went to the gym, came back home and we started our we started like getting in front of our computers for the day around eight, eight thirty. And she's like, Oh, it's a sad day. And I'm like, What the heck is she talking about? I thought, you know, everything's fine. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I have my slippers on, not my flip flops. It's chilly out. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not that bad. Yeah. I like sweatshirt weather. I don't know. I I like I mean the leaves are changing, not totally mm, changing yeah. here, but we're getting that those you know the, the certain trees that the leaves sure. are actually falling off. I think where those bir- um, the birches were uh, falling today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those and the ash trees are starting. You know, so whatever ash trees are left because they're all dying. But um, yeah, I, I did my lawn last night before dark, and I took the backpack blower out and I had to blow leaves off the bottom of my Ooh. driveway. I'm like, oh shit, it's happening. But that's <laughs> good because the pike are snapping. You're a little further than us, and it definitely feels like you know. Man, football's rolling in. It's going to be good fishing season. You know, f- good fishing season. A better fishing season is coming up. It's going to yeah. start heating up, oh, this man. Is the best. Yeah. Just... I, I don't mind putting it on at first. I, I think I'm sick of it by, you know, April. I'm sick of wearing a, a, a life yeah. vest on the boat, you know, all the time. I'm sick of that kind of stuff and maybe having all my clothes. But I, I do like it coming in. I love the fall. If the fall could just stay and not turn right. into winter, <laughs> I would be just great with that. If fall I would, love winter. Though, if fall too. would turn directly to spring. That yeah, would be yeah, the happiest person I mean. ever. That yeah. February and like mid to late January period, but that like yeah. mid December through like mid January, oh man, that is some of the right. best fishing there is. Oh, hands I fucking down. hate that shit. Oh, that's <laughs> the best. <laughs> My hands are fucking freezing. Yeah, if we're standing <laughs> on a block of ice, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've lived in San Diego for almost five years, and that is the best weather in the country, hands down. But there's yeah. there's no seasons. It's like it's like our. It's like now, for like 350 days a year out there. I don't complain no, about it. it's beautiful every day. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful every day. But I always said, like in New England, if they if we could just take January first till April first off the calendar, it would be the perfect place to live. Because I don't mind the season, like the cold during Christmas, you know, Santa Claus, all that bullshit. Like that's fun, that's exciting. But like. You know, January 2nd, that's why I don't ever go out on New Year's Eve because I always try to start the New Year's off right <laughs> and buy my fishing license and like not get too depressed. Like, oh, shit, it's New Year. it's the new year, January 1st. Where do we go from here? So I try to go fishing every New Year's Eve if the river or uh, if the river's not frozen or too cold or New Year's Day. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, if they took January 1st to April 1st off the calendar, it would be the perfect place to live. Our tradition like, was always go on New Year's Eve to get the last day out of our license. Yeah, we've done that before. Yep. Do you guys have your fishing license there where it goes year to year or the yeah. time you buy it, it de- for a year? It depends on what state we're in. Yeah. Uh, okay. PA's year to year. Yep. Yeah, okay. PA's January I know New York does, like, from the time you buy it, you have it for a year no matter what day you buy it, which I find that kind of cool. That is better. Um, Ohio does it also. The, yeah, Ohio and New York does that too. That's what you just said. Ohio oh, okay. does oh, that? You said okay. New York. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I was talking about Connecticut. Yep. Sorry. Kind of like the title pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, anything else been going on, man? Uh, did have you done any carp fishing with the the torrential rains and downpours? That and- was the, yeah. That was probably the biggest. Um, yeah, my heart broke the most over that. You know, because I I always I think I've explained to you guys before, like July and like the first half of August, I'd lay off the pike and yeah, you know, smallmouth, and I try to carp fish in that period. Or like now, like carp fishing right now on our river is typically this is like the perfect water temperature. They're doing the same thing everything else is doing, trying to get fat. 
But yeah, there was literally zero opportunity to fish for carp on the river here on my favorite section. Um, it's just, it's just never like, for example, like the CFS has to be around or under at this particular gauge has to be under like 350 and the clarity has to be good. This gauge has not seen 350 since last year. Jeez. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And fly, you know, a lot of towns and bridges were flooded. You guys probably saw it all. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. I mean, down South, those poor people got hammered you know, cars floating on the highway. So really can't complain that the fishing wasn't good for six weeks, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, the carp just never happened. Unfortunately, not, not, I mean, there's some lakes here, but even like I, we were during all these storms that we were getting, and not only were we were getting hurricanes and, and tropical storms, but then we were getting thunderstorms. Like I've never seen before, like dropping a couple inches of rain in like three or four hours. And then another half inch of rain, three nights later, the ground was just so saturated. It all went into the river, but Kate and I and some friends, we you know, just living life and driving around up here in, in the in northwest corner of Connecticut. We were driving by ponds and lakes that were muddy, like, you know, just like mud. I'm like, how the hell is a lake get like that? Like, that's how much water was turned up. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And it's so weird. Wasn't Chad saying they were having low water? Chad, Chad Wild? Yeah, I think. Oh, then they got uh, hammered, not this though. Year. Too, Last yeah. year was horrible. So we yeah, two extremes. Last year, the river didn't move. Like, there was like a pond. Like, the river was like a pond. There was weed beds in the middle of the river where it's usually six to eight feet of water. And you saw weed beds coming up. That was last year. And then now this year, it's like you literally need, if you don't, yeah, like you need Noah's Ark to, like, get through life. Oh, yeah. I mean, our, our river was the same way. I mean, this year it was high all through July, August. I mean, just now getting into actually low pool now again. It yeah. was in the spring. Yeah. It was a little low. Yeah. And then just. Is that the Ohio? Or is that like this is local PA river? still? This is yeah. This is our local. Uh, but yeah. it just man, it's just been inconsistent water levels to where you know finally this week it went down to low pool and stayed at low pool. And we saw some action today, but man, it's been it's been tough on that river. Yeah, and and, you know, and again, the only thing I would add to that from what I'm experiencing on a few of these pike rivers and creeks is like because of that, the fish have not been beat up by fishermen, even though there's not like a lot of pressure, but there's pressure. So they haven't been beat up because the fishermen just the smart ones are like, I, there's no sense of going out there. I've seen guys out there. I'm going like, you don't know what you're doing, do you, buddy? Because you're just you're, <laughs> it's like really wants chocolate factory river there in the, in the movie. And um, it's like going so ice they're fishing. Not, they're getting away from their wives. <laughs> they're just like, getting... what? Oh, they're getting away. From, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so I think that like, you know, they're not they weren't beat up. They didn't have a lot of pressure and they didn't have a lot of opportunities to feed. And now that we're at that point where it's September and the days are getting shorter, nights are getting cooler, um, water temperatures starting to creep down. And this is the best, you know, it's a, starting the best time. Um, you know, if you guys get a window on those rivers where you're musky fishing or pike fishing or whatever, or any species for that matter, what I've been seeing the last three weeks when we had those windows, I mean, the, I mean, I, like in this one stretch, I've never, never have boated like more than or, or four pike over 35 inches in five or six in a five or six hour stretch. And that's what's happening. So like I've got trips on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday coming up this weekend. And I'm excited, like, because we have clear skies for the next three days or for the next 10 days, really. Some showers. I think we one day have a little bit of showers, but that's not bad. But I'm, like, really excited. Like, I think the guys that are coming out this week uh, and weekend are, are in for a treat if they know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> What's your temps right now? 
like air temps. Not what's your air? Yeah, and the water? day was a little Both. warmer. It got up to eighty today, but we're 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 like right around the low to mid seventies. We even had some days in the high sixties, and the nights have been in the low sixties to the low fifties. So what? Your water so, temps are just getting under seventy now, like upper sixties. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, we're it's still a, holding a little bit. Yeah. I mean, even like the next three, four days here, are still showing eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, I mean, we're getting oh really? We're getting mid sixties and the upper fifties overnight, but the days are getting freaking hot. And you know, just last oh, week wow. while I was on the lake, I mean, even the main lake was still seventy five, almost seventy six. Up in the weeds oh, was wow, seventy eight. Really? One day last week, I was driving to work in the morning. It was forty nine yeah. to fifty one degrees. Yeah. The air temperature and tons which, what of was fog. It? Between forty nine and fifty one. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a big swing right now, like a twenty five thirty degree swing between overnight and daytime. It got a little warmer yeah, for a few days. It was down it, to the seventies last week, and then it came yeah. back up in the eighties for a little bit here. Yeah, we still got three, four more yeah. days. Eighty, like three, four left. Mid eighties mm-hmm. too. Wow, wow. Yeah, so I was I follow this guy um, on LinkedIn of all things because I used to use LinkedIn a lot for business. When I'm in my corporate job, and I found this, you know, we were just that's what fishermen are part time weathermen or want to be weathermen. Sure. Um, and he puts up patterns like around the, like how the whole world fits together. And, you know, this air mass and Antarctica and Africa winds, and it's pretty nuts. I mean, I don't understand all that part, but um, he was putting, he, I just read it like three days ago. Yeah, you guys in like the where you are, it's like there's a little bit of a hot. No, you guys should be having this cool spell, right? You guys didn't have any cool weather in the last ten days. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Last, yeah, the the last the eighties have been in the last what, like three to four days. Yeah, and oh, back okay. up, but we had a, like yeah. low seventies to fifty some. Like he said, forty nine. Forty nine on my way to work. Yeah, forty six one day when I was going to work. But yeah. it got up. It it took the ebb back up. You know what I mean? Hopefully, oh, it flows back down. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he I was like. talking about. Like this cool down and warm up, depending on where you are. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I, you know, just those cool nights and the shorter days, like today we were out there for fun with a friend. We actually, we actually had to use a chainsaw in the river cause we had mm. to move a log. Um, I can send you, I'll chat, I'll send you the video of it. It's hysterical. Like awesome. a 30 inch wait. blade chainsaw shoot out water 10 feet behind my buddy. Cause we had to break up this log that was choking an area that we were, we usually get in and out of and the fish have to get in and out of and they couldn't cause this log jam. So we were doing that today. But, um, yeah, it seems like, like on these days that are coming up, like if you have overcast, like with the swings at night and at day, like you're talking about, you know, it's obviously dropping the water temperature. The days are getting shorter. These fish are, you know, they're getting triggered to eat. So it seems like on the cloudier days or overcast days, like it doesn't matter when you're out there right now, you know, like, but today was like warmer and high sun and it was just warm. And like the fishing was definitely better in the morning than it was like when that sun started to like kind of hit the water, even though it's still, you know, it's not dangerous water temperatures at all. But um, that's what I find this time of year is it, until it gets like that consistently like 60s during the day um, and maybe 40s at night that, you know, the daytime midday fishing seems to be just as consistent sometimes. Um, so I've been trying to play that game with as I'm booking stuff like, okay, you know, depending on what the, the forecast looks like and how hot it's going to be, what the water temperature is. Again, I, I, I overthink stuff, but yeah, it, it seems like that seems to come into play a little bit this time of year as well. Is the chainsaw normal operating equipment for you on the drift boat or on the, the skiff? Or is that just, you knew something was up? Yeah, no, we, so I was up there with clients uh, on Friday and I saw, I went to this one area that I wanted to fish and I wanted to sneak in this area um, that like is really skinny for like 30 feet and then it opens up again. 
Um, it's like a side channel and it was all jacked up with these logs that weren't there four days ago. And then that when we got that or a week ago, and then we got that big rain and the water came up and I have no idea how these logs got stuck there. Like where they floated from, where they were before that, how they got there. So we were in like, we put my stealth craft up to the side of it. We had a pole saw, like a big, uh, <laughs> uh, gas powered pole saw. And then my buddy brought his 30, like 30, 30, 32 inch steel chainsaw like a big long ass blade and yeah i mean these logs were like probably they were logs i mean they were like i don't know maybe three feet round like big logs and um you know and and half of them were out of like half of the log was out of the water the other half was in the mud so we're, I'll send you the video, dude. It's hysterical. Like my buddy, he's an animal. Like he, he, it took him five minutes just to make a slice through, through the log. And he, like every time he made a slice to try to, we were trying to chunk it up and then get the log to, you know, move, move out of the way, chunk by chunk. We were doing like three feet at a time, but it would take him five minutes. And that blade of that chainsaw was in the mud in the river. And it was just, you know, like when you, when you chainsaw something that the sawdust spits out the back of the chainsaw, like, you know, a couple feet. Yeah. This thing was shooting water six feet in the air behind yeah. him. You're shooting rooster tails <laughs> like a skidoo. Crazy. <laughs> That's exactly what it was doing, dude. It was hysterical. That's I'm, like, awesome. I'm like, is this even legal? <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, this is this is this is what you do in the country when you have to. We're, he's like, we're saving the fish because if the fish that were stuck that if we didn't do that and this water receded this week, we would have never moved the logs because they would have just been ninety percent out of the water and they're heavy big logs. They would have just been stuck in the mud, and these fish that are in there, they go in and out of there because we catch them, we see them, we see them come in and out sometimes with our own two eyes, like good sized fish, and um, they were they were screwed. They would have been stuck in there. And the, and the ones that come back there in the winter to kind of like hang out and then in the spring to spawn, it would have never happened. Yeah, you would have lost all that spawning ground. Yeah, yeah. So we did a. We, we, I told my buddy, we said we, we built up some really good fish karma today. You we worked the, our butt off. We were sweating, man, and, we, and with chainsaws in the river. You did the Lord's work. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. We saved a lot of fish. He was a lives. carpenter, <laughs> not a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> So, Not something normally you talk on a podcast about fishing, about chainsawing logs in the river, but it needed to be done. We've so, we've t- we've talked about taking one a couple times just for a few down trees on some floats, but yeah, I, nothing I, that bad. I actually got a, a small electric chainsaw just for that, or like battery chainsaw. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's what my buddy was saying. He's like, dude, you should get one of those electric things and keep them in your boat. I'm like, I'm not doing this on a daily basis. This is tough. Like <laughs> it was like you know like yeah, but take some branches down. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. chainsawing in that's the water is bullshit. That's how Jay gets his flies back. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say, let, no, I'm like going to give chainsaw. anybody who's listening and you guys any advice. If you ever have a chainsaw and you're standing in the boat chainsawing, just imagine your boat caked with sawdust and saw chunks all over your boat and in your boat. Tomorrow, I'm going to spend about two hours vacuuming and power washing my boat from sawdust. Can, can <laughs> I'm you... like, Lincoln, could you do this outside the boat, buddy? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll go stand over there. I'm like, yeah, well, that'd be a lot better because my boat right now looks like a fucking wood factory. <laughs> can you take your boat through like a, one of the drive through car washes? Yeah, no, but I bought it. Yes, you, I could. I could. I, and I have done that before, but I bought a, uh, a power washer years ago and you want to feel, you know, I power wash my house every year and I power wash my boat and my truck. So 
to me, I think power washing is one one of the most manly feelings you could have. <laughs> it's like running a chainsaw. You feel like a man. Like running that power washer. Like it's just yeah. So I I I power wash everything. <laughs> what's that movie? What's that movie? Something about Mary? Can you milk me, fucker? You know, <laughs> I have can, nipples. Can you, can you power you milk wash me, me fucker? <laughs> Meet the fuckers, fuckers. Sorry. So I deal with used trucks, and I said yeah. I have Meet two old parents. dude mechanics now. And their yeah. their main job is to power wash trucks clean. So really, yeah, fuck that noise. I hate it. <laughs> that's awesome. But like I said, that, I, I like- that's work shit. <laughs> anyway, cool, man. So, what, anything else before we wrap up? And I'm sure you guys are exhausted. You've been on. You guys have been doing your podcast for what, three hours now. It feels oh. it feels like forever when Jay's here. <laughs> I haven't even say anything. Uh, uh, hour forty five, maybe. Hour and yeah. thirty four and twenty seconds. There you go. Oh, not okay. Bad. All right. So, bad. how was your guest tonight? Good. I can't wait to listen. Great. He was really good. Very good. Um, yeah. David Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I know him from Instagram. That's cool. Ape of the Ozarks is his Instagram. He's yep. A, he yep. ties some killer flies, man. That's you sh- awesome. You should solicit him to get flies <laughs> instead of me. His are way better (laughs) I don't know man Yours got good juju And I'm not just saying it Because it's you And you've sent me some Like I've had some really Just awesome success With your flies And that the whole Kate story On her birthday Catching her first musky On a figure eight Like On your fly And and, and just what happened With that one fly That we've unfortunately lost um, so you, I don't know. They look you know awful. Me. I'm a guide fly kind of guy. Uh, it doesn't need to be pretty. It doesn't need yeah, that high. Uh, it doesn't need to look like it came out of a showcase. You know, I, I'm just I'm 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 too stubborn that way. I like old school shit. Yeah, I'm function over form. I but, see. Uh, yeah. uh, last couple times out, your boy Devin's been doing pretty well on mine too. Yeah, Devin's on fire, man. He's he's he. Yeah, he. Was, I was out with him and Pete Romano. You guys remember you had Pete on your podcast? Um, yeah, yeah, we remember. We were, I'm sorry. That? I said, yeah, we remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. You <laughs> that guys one, have that one time, the best. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, Pete, myself, and Devin were out like two or three weekends ago, and we had a really good day. Really good day. We caught a bunch of fish over like thirty, a bunch of pike over thirty-four, thirty-five inches. Nice. We only cool. hear the best yeah. things about old Captain Pete. What's that? I said we only hear the best things about old Captain Pete. Oh, uh, I've known Pete for well, I got almost. Well, 15 years now. Pete is, he is one of a kind. He is one of a kind. His passion is just, it, it just, it drips off of him. I told him, Mrs. Calling Life, he should have been an actor or a comedian. <laughs> but but he's just a lonely old fishing guide. You need one of those in the boat. Yeah, no, he's not too lonely, but he's definitely, he's, def- <laughs> he's, he's definitely a fishy lonely. dude. Uh, so I saw Kate caught a, a nice size pike recently. Yeah, yeah. So it was so funny just because of the season and everything. She's like, I haven't caught a pike this year. I, she hadn't been pike fish. That was her first time pike fishing all year. Um, yeah, and she got a nice, a, a really nice pike. And um, it's just, it's watching her catch a fish is probably more entertaining watching her catch the fish or hook the fish and fight it than it is actually netting it and taking the photo because she gets super excited. Um, and it was a night and these fish are spunky right now in this water temperature, this time of the year, they're strong. So they're doing like two or three runs before you can even like pop the net in the water. So she had a fun time with that one. She was jacked. Hell yeah, man. That, that was a pretty fish. And that was on your fly. No and way. My buddy lost it. My buddy <laughs> lost it the next day. I, I wouldn't call him a buddy anymore. 
<laughs> I know you felt what really a, bad though. So, I mean, I was like, I I had my shirt off. I'm like putting my my hand and my the rod all the way to the bottom of the river. I could feel the the the. I could feel like the leader. I was on the leader. I just couldn't get it deep enough to pop the fly off the bottom. So I had to like pull the fly line straight up and snap the leader. I have a problem getting deep enough quite a bit of times too. <laughs> I'm giving her all Story she's got, her. Captain. They make, they make medication for that now. What, to make it longer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chad's got a handful of rolling pins. He's tried that already. Oh, uh, you guys are the best. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> oh, God. I do. It's been, uh, hey, Pogo, it's been like five, six weeks since I've been on here, too, so I feel a lot like you right now. It's good to <laughs> yeah. be back again. A little rusty, eh? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. That's no, hey. Did no. I see you guys could probably confirm this because you're in the know more than I am about uh, the fishing community. What is there? Uh, are they having a film festival in September this year? I saw Dan I thought, just yeah, posted that he was doing one in Wisconsin. Yeah, I saw that Muskie Four, right? So, what, is is that a thing right now? Is because usually that's in the New Year's because of COVID. It's just, it's just coming out now. I. Guess I, I don't know the answer to that because I always did too. We, we always went to ours. Like I mean, I know I went to Erie. You guys went to Cowdersport. Was that in the New Year's or was but that, that? You know that was always that like was always, late late February. February the film yeah, was we okay. always ours here was like late February, maybe into early March. And then last yeah, depending who hosted it. It was then like you the did one La- last year with COVID. They they let you rent it. Correct. So, so maybe this year they rented it again and it's already released now. I thought they already did it though, because Ben was the host of it, uh, the huge fly fisherman. Oh, that was that, that, that wasn't this last year though. That was the summer, wasn't it? No, no, that was a year or two ago. He was. I oh. remember him being on. I remember seeing him on. Huh. I don't know. It, I think it's because of COVID. They didn't have like get-togethers, so maybe that's what they're doing now. That might be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we're gonna have to look into this more. Yeah. COVID. If, if only there was an f three t dot com. Right. Uh, I will check that out, and uh, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. And I'll send you the uh, video of the chainsaw in the river. Please do. Yeah. I'm gonna send you. Yeah. A, I'm gonna send you a picture of Jay all bent up on a sympathy carp today. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you dude, called, uh, it I was so you great. Question. You called them a feral carp. Is that was the word you used? The, the wild ones. They're feral. You know. They, oh. They, okay. They, all right. I like that term. They Instead bugs of saying wild, and... you say feral. Yeah. So, Chad, like we have some pets I, that are right by the uh, downtown area that we uh, row through, and yeah. these fish get fed bread all the time. So, nice. you, you get a little feeding frenzy going on by over there, and they're just carp just swiping at your fly like I got to see today. It was it was entertaining, at least. I mean, you know, what the, why the fuck not? They're there. They're going to eat something that looks like bread. I'm going to slap it over. They're going to sip it like a dry fly, and then we're going to go have some fun. They're not supposed yeah, to be there anyway. Yeah, just get like some glow bug material, make a big puffy like piece mm-hmm. of bread looking glow bug. Oh, the, it's got to be brown and white. Mop flies with no weight. Just saying. Now is it Wonder Bread? Is that the one to do? <laughs> yes. Wonder Bread not much much wables. Well, the best thing to do is you yell up to the people that work there and like, "Hey, throw some fucking bread in the water." <laughs> they get hot dog buns and they throw them down. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! We're... It's just a flurry of slime and lips. It's awesome. Oh, there's Jay with the rod bent over. <laughs> you, you, you put a fucking, you know, you put a, a a fly on there, and then you have to have a good time for a little while. Come on, I mean, it's 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 harmless fun. 
I don't know what's better, the carp you're holding or the scenery behind you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, what, are there hypodermic needles in the fucking pictures? Well, no, well, they got the American flag, America. Oh, you you got go. America yeah. right there. I sent the ones as well. The spot burning. Oh, oh yeah, the ones we're not going to post. Oh, just for me. Sharon, PA, huh? I live in Sharon, Connecticut. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, That's man. A nice carp day. And then I sent oh, you, you, sir. I sent you another picture of Jay's dad with the. Uh, All those things, American flag flew out of the back. Of his hat. <laughs> just send the pictures later. <laughs> no, I sent a picture of Jay's dad. <laughs> you got an American flag on the back of your hat. Yeah, we, we, we did good. We had, you zoom in. We had a fun smallmouth yeah, float it today. It does. It does look like that. Yeah, dude. Did you, did you get the video I just sent you? I did. I don't want to watch it because I don't know if it's gonna if the audio oh, is gonna cut over you. Yeah. Well, you can just look at the photo, real, the, the the screenshot of it. It's like the yeah. water's flying out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We got to do that someday, Chad. That looks like too much fun. So, were you guys using regular bar oil in that? Uh, no, we actually took the bar oil out, not to uh, hurt the environment. Okay, <laughs> I've I've always heard you can use olive oil. I, no, we didn't do that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hey, listen, if if a drop, a couple of drops of oil got in the water, I mean, fucking GE contaminated this river forty years ago with PCBs. So yeah. um, to have a, a couple of drops of bar oil is not the end of the world, especially if the fish are going to survive. Right? Sometimes you got to sacrifice a little, little, <laughs> a little clean, clean, clean water to save thousands of fish. So I thought it was a good trade off if a drop of bar oil got in the water. Oh no, we're not. We're not condemning you or condoning you or criticizing no, I didn't you at all. Think you were. I yeah. didn't think you were. I was more saying yeah. that for your audience. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I might get some hate mail. Nah. Yeah. Not from our audience. <laughs> yeah. Especially this late in the podcast, people already turned us off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's it. We're getting past all <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, they, they turned us off. They went and watched Pornhub and now they're sleeping. <laughs> What's that? I don't know what that is. Oh, but uh, what are you, well, OnlyFans guy or what? What, is Kate around? <laughs> I, no, no, I'm on, I'm on the back porch. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, my old wooden swing having a organic cigarette while I talk to you guys. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Gentleman's break. <laughs> so I yelled at Pete for that one day. He was catching a fish. No, actually, no, it is organic cigarette. It's uh, American spirit tobacco. Oh, uh, it literally I, is I, I, a real um, uh, organic. <laughs> yeah, I see where you guys are going with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get our goddamn heads out of the gutter, we, right? Like, we should really, you guys should really like start a pod, like start a portion of your podcast where it's like subscri- like XM Radio, like subscription based, where you have to pay a monthly fee, <laughs> and then we can, like real stories. And yeah, then, we've know, talked to, about when that they, when they subscribe, right? It has, it has a button. You're over eighteen. It's an adult content, um, <sighs> and have fishing stories and life stories and jokes, like we kind of alluded to a few tonight. Um, that would uh, would be okay for an adult audience to listen to, like XM Radio. So they make they make a thing. It's big in the podcast world. It's called Patreon. Okay. And, and you would have listeners, and they would pay so much per episode. They could pay a dollar per episode, or they could pay yeah. five dollars per episode, and then they get extra bonus content. There's a lot of yeah. podcasts that do that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel bad asking our listeners for money. You know what I mean? I, w- I was just thinking, yeah, even like you said, even if it was a dollar, like just to cover maybe your costs or 
help you guys have better gentlemen's breaks. Like, but like <laughs> that to, would be to, what it would be for. That then you could have like more PG thirteen kind of content. So like right because like right now you guys tell me because this is what you guys do for a living on the side, right? Like, but if you have a podcast, like anybody can go on <laughs> iTunes or get your podcast and listen to it, right? Yeah. So sure. now your audiences could be five years old. It could be seventy five years old, right? So, but if you have like a pay for then it's like you click a button. I agree. I'm over 18. So then, like, if we say something really weird and raunchy or funny, <laughs> like then like, some guy's mom can't be like, you know, um, oh, my 17 year old son's listening to this shit. Like, you know what I mean? So well, well, he paid for it. He hit the button. He's over 18 years old. That's more what I was thinking. Oh, uh, I can just see this though. Want, and then there's like video, video, video folder Chad in a beanbag chair covered in barbecue sauce and just a speedo. Yeah, you guys like, we can make turkey boys of like podcast fishing. I've or made Borat. I'm, we could be like, I'll be Borat. I'll be the Borat of the crew. Very nice. Very nice. I've made a, I've made a lot of very inappropriate jokes. Mainly focusing around my anus. And, oh boy! You know we have <laughs> probably said a few too. We have a big square E that means we're just we're explicit. A few. <laughs> How many freaking conversations have I said? You're like, you've got to be kidding me. Are we really talking a few? <laughs> Try like a I dozen. Was, I was saying a few about Chad's ass. I was saying. Just a few about Chad's ass. I made a bunch of fucked up uh, comments. Jesus. So, Pogo. Yeah. We're in a way better mood than we were last time. Last time we talked to you, Jay and I got in a fist fight afterwards. Did you really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. See, every every friendship has to go through that. So, you guys just. Dude, we've been through like 85 of those. And then we went fishing the next day. Oh, yeah. And and caught and caught a decent amount of fish with some really great guys. I, was Mark, I don't remember us super over. No, I wasn't here. Hey, Mark wasn't here. Jace walked outside because we do this in my mom's Jace living was, room. Jace put it. No, Jace ran outside and told Chad's mom that yeah. me and Chad were fishing oh in the front room down by the river. Yeah, Jace was like, Patty, your your boy and Jason are fist fighting, <laughs> and that's how that went. I ran. I fucking got in the car, drove to my mom's house, and fucking had her drive me home. Oh my god! No, it was awesome. Great night. You drove to your mom's house. Hold on, I gotta put one of my cats in the house. Hey, Kate, I couldn't stay here. You dick. We have a cat farm here. We've got four cats. Um, (laughs) You know what I like. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) see, this is part. See, I can elaborate on that. This was like the PG thirteen dollar a month version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What the freak was I going to say now? What were we just talking about? (laughs) We were talking about Jay and I getting fist Yeah, one from fist fight. Oh, yeah. So Mark was there. He didn't referee. Living in a van down by the river. You guys got a fist fight. Okay, so you guys don't have to answer this because I know it's personal, but you guys seem like you don't care, which that's why I love (laughs) about you guys. Did anybody get any good shots in? No, I don't think we actually fist no, fought. We didn't actually fist fight. It was more of like a push, it was, slap, yell at each other. No, no, there was no fist throwing because we know if that happens, it's. Gonna, he'd break my glasses, and then yeah. then I'd have to uh, injure his giant nose. The word yeah. fist fight, so my imagination went there. Yeah, well, we we try to you know we try to make it a little more fun than. We, well, yeah. this is theater of the mind. Yeah, as Howard Stern would yeah. say, we're no. we're yeah. tickling your asshole with a feather. If you listen to it. 
It's there's a few f words said at each other. Chad storms out of the room, and then I yell, "I'm the f out of here!" and I and I storm out of the front door. And that's that's probably I don't know when it got shut off after that, but Jace was probably sitting here like. And then Jace turned it off. Holy shit! <laughs> this just happened. Was this back? Was this back in May or June? Yeah, yeah. the last time you were on. Yeah. And when yeah, we were was, really drunk, you said, hey, guys, dude, I got to go. Weird time. It was the, dude, Mercury was a retrograde, and Uranus <laughs> was something else. Like, I don't know if it was somewhere else. But, like, it was a weird month for a lot of people, dude. So I don't doubt that you guys had it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, I'm going to therapy because of June, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, shit, we had water, and when you have high water in our area, and you're not going to smell my fish, you're going to trout fish. You're going to get only a couple chances to trout fish. So you might as well spend your time there if you're going to get high water. Even all, my, I did my catch, all I did was catch smallmouth on a fucking trout float. Yeah, well, my dad <laughs> caught two nice. And that turned into a fist fight? Yeah. You, if you have high what? water, what do you do? You go to the place where there isn't always high water, right? You're, right. About, you're, now you're about to cause another fucking fist fight. Jesus Christ, Pogo. I think it's Steve. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think it's Steve. <laughs> So, anybody, any of you guys buy Bitcoin yet? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we could do like a we could do like a, a mar- like a stock market update with Pogo every six months, like a Bitcoin update. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Teach your listeners about when and when to buy and sell Bitcoin. So, do you listen to the Meat Eater podcast at all? To which one? The Meat Eater. No, is it a good one? Should I be listening to it? That's pretty good. It's like fully outdoorsy. It's not just fishing. It's not just hunting. It's fully outdoorsy. Oh, that's cool. But, yeah. But one of the guys on the meat eater bought Bitcoin so he could invest in it so he could buy a walleye boat with his Bitcoin. Did he make enough money to buy a walleye boat? Uh, no, but he sold it because he got tired of looking at it every day. <laughs> and then he bought a walleye boat. <laughs> oh, he does? oh, oh! He sold his Bitcoin that he already purchased to buy a walleye boat. I yeah, see. yeah. That's a smart move. Bitcoin's been dumped. Bitcoin ran like a week ago, and now it's dumping again. But I think it's here to stay. But it's I think it's it's super volatile. It might it might go down further. But um, that's a good trade off instead of staring at Bitcoin buying a walleye boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from Montana. They don't know any better. They like fishing for walleye. Something that doesn't pull. One of my fr- one of my first most expensive boats I ever bought. I cashed out like a quarter of my four hundred one k to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't need this money until I'm seventy years old. Fuck it, I buy a boat. <laughs> Back before you knew any better, right? Oh yeah. But it was a good time though. I got really lucky. It was before the economy crashed in 08. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, oh, that it actually worked out perfect. I that boat would have. If I took the money out after the market crashed, that boat would have cost me forty grand, not twenty grand. Oh, it's perfect. So, you yeah. won. I was like, I'm a savant. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Buffett, who? I'm gonna do this for a living. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, Steve, we've had you on the phone for an hour. Jeez. Has it, no, it that went quick. It really? Fifty-eight minutes and thirty seconds. Wow. Yeah. See, you guys. That's it's so funny that you're saying that. We'll end at this note, but it, I, you, you know, like, you know, well, Pogo, we'll do this, you know, monthly little thing. And fifteen we'll minutes, I swear. Fifteen or twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm like, it's not fifteen or twenty minutes, no. which I enjoy. So as long as your audience and you guys don't mind bantering back and forth, I, I, I look forward to talking to you guys every time I talk to you. We, we love we it, man. love it. Yeah. And I, you know, I always tag you guys on my posts, SVS podcast, and um, I tell all my clients, you got if you're not listening to SVS podcast, then you're, you're not, you're not in the know. And don't do it around your 13 year old children. <laughs> okay. Well, see, yeah, that's yeah, you know, I still have a brand to keep up here, so that's why I was suggesting <laughs> yeah. the, the click the button. I'm over 18 years old, and we could talk about some fun stuff. But um, I mean, it's all fun, but we can talk about other topics that are 
not normally discussed on a fishing podcast. More adults now, yeah, yeah. Next time, Chad's going to have an yeah. OnlyFans going, so we can put it on there for you. <laughs> All right. Did you see OnlyFans <laughs> drop pornography for like three days? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then they, they realized they were going to go out of business, and they're yeah. like, oh, shit, yeah. what do we do now? <laughs> Bring, go back, go back, go back. Bring the slots back. Dude, it's amazing the people that are making money on that thing. Holy Christ. Our wife's talked about taking pictures of their feet and putting it on OnlyFans I told my just wife, to make money. I told my wife to get on OnlyFans like a long time ago. Yeah, no shit. She's like, you were ahead of, see, you're ahead of the curve. You were, like, how you do you know about coming. that? You knew the trend. <laughs> oh, she got Bob and Tom. Like, how do you know about that? I said, oh. What's his name talks about? It. Uh, yeah. From Bob and Tom. Yeah. That. That's, a, that's a spinoff with your podcast that you guys can Josh. do. I'm just saying. Think about it. You what, know, take pictures you, of our you feet? Get real weird on your <laughs> you don't want to see my feet. No, we we see your hands enough, Jay. Yeah, no, actually, you only have a guy that hands. comes on unless his wife is, his wife has to come on as well, and it's like a it's a Zoom version. SVS podcast Zoom version only fans. There you go. Oh, we did Zoom during quarantine. Yeah, and that was the most frustrating time of my life, for real. Why? Because Zoom only lasts an hour. And we had to stop and take a break and then re re up the Zoom, Zoom meeting. The Zoom meeting. Oh, it was so it was it was annoying and frustrating and oh, I'm over it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Zoom's interesting. I, I, I used to use it for the corporate world before this whole pandemic thing when I was in the corporate world. It's it's and I've done some present the Pike and Muskie on the fly presentation since like during COVID and a couple recently. Um it's not the same. Oh, speaking of that, are you doing one or have you done one for uh, for Dan at Muskie Fool? Yeah, I we did a, a, a an episode four weeks ago now, four or five weeks ago. No, it was the middle of August. Is there some so way almost, that people can go back and rewatch that? Yeah, yeah, I talk about you guys too. I talk about uh, your flies and your podcasts. Yeah, I would suggest it. Yeah, all it's good. I hope right. And Pogo gets all crazy technical about the figure eight and strip setting and how to do this and how to do that when I get on my soapbox. Um, so that for your audience, um, yeah, the musky pool episode with me on, I have a lot of like pike and musky how to's on there that I like part of my presentation I do for like charter limiteds and different fishing organizations. I, I get into some detail. <clears throat> cool, cool. Awesome, cool. man. Well, hey, yeah, not that you guys, not that you guys ever trout set or don't figure eight. I'm just saying, like you know, for other people that maybe do. <laughs> so, so now that Jay walked out of the room, yeah, his dad trout set every fish today. Every fish he missed like 14 smallmouth today because he trout set. Every- <laughs> We're like, Rick, keep your fucking rod down. He's like, I didn't trout set. I'm like, your hands above your head. That's it, right? That so what? Like is exactly. It's above your head. It's over. If it's over your shoulder, if it's over your your chest or your shoulders, just say stop, stop. Look, look where your rod is. I didn't trout set. Your rod's fucking six feet in the air. Well, you know, I'll give him the one two. I'll give him a strip set and then a sidearm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But but his his hand was like over his head. I didn't trout set. Rick, (laughs) god damn it! (laughs) You launch a fly back at the boat. All right, boys. All right, take care, Pogo. Peace, Appreciate it, love, buddy. And Hell yeah, brother. Thank you so All much right, for I'll your time. I'll talk to you man. next month, and I can't wait to listen to your podcast tomorrow. See you. All right, man. Catch you later, bud. Yep. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, let's just keep rolling. We got to talk about today. We got to wrap the show up. All right, good. Yeah, sure. I got to piss like a race. Okay. Uh, so, Jay and I went fishing today. Yeah. I was just telling Pogo about your, your old man. Yeah. Trout setting on 
every fucking fish. I know. What the fuck was wrong with him today? He was straight up. He's like, I need a trout set. I said, break your hands above your head. <laughs> I don't know if he knows what a trout set is. I don't know. Apparently not. He must not because he did it on every fish. I don't, he he has this thought process to keeping and I and on f- some fish it makes sense. I like keeping the line tight, and sometimes you have to do that to keep the line tight. Sure. I don't know. I like keeping the rod tip down when I'm going to set on a fish, though. Yeah. But like I was just telling Steve, I said I like strip striking and then doing the sidearm sweep to to like drive it home and keep the line tight. Sure. That's just my style. Hey. Whatever works, as long as it hooks the fish long enough to get into the boat. But yeah. You better trout set your fucking ass off if you want to catch a big one. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's got a hard lip to go through. And, it, you know, as much hybrid fishing as, as he does, you know, it's that's that's something simple that you can, you can basically just trout set, and you don't have to. They do all the work for you. Yeah. You know? They hook themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Teaching an old dog new tricks ain't the easiest thing. No. But at least he rose well. Yeah, he rode good today. Yeah, it's tough in the wind. We had a lot of wind today, but you know, luckily we luckily we gave him the stretch where we weren't fishing that much. Oh, he he rose well. No, anyway, I know he does. But, but uh, you know, even like uh, today, wind was tough. But even like Pogo said, um, getting some conditions that were um, steady. The, w- the weather's been consistent, and the water level was consistent for over a week, and then you start to see, you know, because I've been out last three weeks on a river. And see the inconsistency and this and that, and to see the numbers of fish. You know, we saw decent fish today. Got you know what I mean. And I think it's because of the consistency and water level, and finally some temperature. And you know, our our, our river never even got over eighty degrees this year. What is it right now? One thirty? No, it's like two something. Two something. Those are one. <coughs> two gates. One uh, gate. One gate one all the way up, I guess. Apparently, because oh, it's a two something. Yeah, it must be one gate at three foot or something. Jeez, that's huge. Not typical. It usually gets in the 200s at one gate. Yeah, it's in the 200s. It's like 260-something. 268. Yeah. Dang. That's what it's at. It's, it's one gate. gate. I was just up at the wall yesterday. I wonder how they fluctuate or what they do with that. Because think about like all your long ones in like the 130s at one gate. What's the difference? It's three foot. It's at. It's how high they, they, how they, high they, they open they that. Slow. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. It could, be gotcha. Like, it could be like four one, foot. Uh, that four that makes sense. Because they'll say like one gate at one foot. Yeah. One gate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, I think it's the, the amount. Gotcha. Of, gotcha. of yep. opening that they no, have. That, in that the makes complete itself. sense. Yep. I think they go to one and a half foot, each I, of them, right? I don't have any idea. Or is it, no, it may be three foot. I don't have any idea. I, I don't either. I think it is three foot. I think you're right. I think it's three foot. Because um, he calls up there to find out. You know I'll though? just read the see. The thing see, is, it was CFS. always here at like one, one and a half. I never hear it at like two, two and a half, though. So it, maybe yeah, it is. Know. Maybe it only goes to maybe like one and a half. From one I don't one know. Two. I don't know. I'm not so sure either. I would well, imagine that something it, has though. to happen like That'd with the right, amount though. of water in the lake. Oh, I'm sure. Has to put more pressure oh, absolutely, yeah. on you know what's coming out at some point. I mean, I don't know. I like, again, I don't know that much about our our dam we don't know. we don't work at the army corps yeah so no and that don't matter to them it's all it's the ohio oh, they don't river care about needs. the fisher no Fisherman. it's all what the all. ohio river needs to get barges nor the, up and down nor the stupid uh, uh aqua apparently because they left Shoot. a bunch of trees in my fucking spot yeah it looked bad yeah it's stupid the first hole so you, you guys like, went over both today yeah nice how was the second one Unproductive. Really? I mean, actually, no. A, a good amount of smallmouth. Like I six caught three seven. smallmouth over fifteen. Yeah, and nice. and my dad caught a couple that and one that was really nice too. No, no walleye. Huh? That's pretty. Tall. All up in the upper pockets mostly. My dad caught a few crappie in the lower end. Nothing else. What time did you get there? One thirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. So no, it was like two high. o'clock. It was yeah. like high sun and hotter. Yeah. What time did you get to the first one? 
Early. Yeah. Early. You hooked nine. A, you hooked a hybrid nine. there? Yeah. I, I hooked one. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Broke it off. Yeah. Chad ran over to the other side, casted this fucking tree. <laughs> well, you ran right directly to the top of the dam. I was like, oh, I better go get mine when I can. Did you take the Smith today? Yeah. And then yep. I I got to take a nap at the lower feature, which was awesome. I got to take a dump. So that was pretty awesome feature? too. Uh, the second oh, one. Oh, second one. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. deuced right next to the no trespassing Where sign. Which I did when you didn't feed him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we talked. Uh, about I love the... taking a nap on that concrete pad. <laughs> it's nice and smooth. That's I've like, laid down there before too. That's like the third trip in a row that I've taken a nap on that concrete pad. Oh, Chet's good for a nap on the concrete pad. That's for sure. I love it. It's gonna, right in the sun. I feel like a lizard worming myself. Oh, I haven't been on a raft in so long. I'm itching. I think next week. It's looking like the water's holding well, but we're going to do the upper one. Instead of putting in where I put my boat in and motor down, we're going to go from the bridge down. You're talking the other... You know where I'm talking. The other yeah. The other yeah. watershed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're in another country over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, we, as we, long as you get some... I mean, I don't even know if you want a little bit more, more water or not. It doesn't probably matter there as much as you. I don't know. I mean, the one part about going down it when it's low like that is it helps you bring out all that definition. So when it comes November, December, because right now, realistically, I'm scouting more than anything. Sure. I'm looking for that definition. As a lot of them fish in that area up through there tend to sit in little cuts off the banks mm-hmm. because it's just a long, big shoot up in that section. And then you'll have bank, 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 and then all of a sudden it'll roll in like two foot, and a fish will be in a two foot little cut right there. Right in that, where that little bit of current goes in, it'll be right in that slack one. In that break. So it'll be nice to kind of see that definition of where them fish push out to. So then you know there's also going to be fish kind of there and there. So it gives you a couple more points come November, December when that water gets six, seven, eight hundred. Yeah. So it's nice to kind of see it now. Even if it isn't productive, you learn a lot right in this period right now. Yeah. It's a learning game. Yeah. For sure. 100%. See structure yep. that you wouldn't have seen. Yeah. And that upper island right there really, that one that we stopped and ate lunch at that one day. Yeah. That one intrigues me because that was a lot of deep pockets around that. The far side, the top right or the top top left is what I'm thinking. If, if you look, if you're looking downstream, it would be the right. Okay. Yep. That's where, exactly what I'm talking. Yep, where there were yep. tree branch or yep. trees down, and yep. it was super deep. It looked like. Yes, that's the one I'm talking. That area's got to hold fish. Got to figure out how to go into it. I was gonna say, can you get a boat through that? Because all the trees that are down. I, I don't know. I don't no, remember. No. It, I don't either. I was well, super we, we obviously, Yeah, we obviously got a boat through it. We, we went to the left going down. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. That's that's kind of one spot to kind of... Because the thing is, is if I can get the right amount of flow, I can get my boat from the lower spot up to that with the prop. Oh, okay. I can get up through that stretch, and then where you get that bottleneck out, worst case is if it's below like 450... I get out and just pull the boat through it. If it's above 450, yeah, I can just lift nice. the prop up to the top and just oh, shoot right through yeah, it. Your and boat. then I can get the hoy up to there. So now I can look and see. If I can get to there, I can get to that next bridge. Mm-hmm. I can fish realistically 8, 9, 10 miles. Up or down. Up or down. Yeah. Yep. I can go from one riffle to the next riffle. So this is a good time to kind of look at that now with mm-hmm. the raft. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I fished with uh, John Sampson and PJ last weekend. On the river as well, uh, you throwing a lot of poppers, and John got to have a lot of action on the poppers. He even texted me later, he's like, "Man, I can't think of something about the pop water action yeah, we had." And real you know, slow, or you pop them quick? Um, you know, he on when I think when he was letting sit and drift, 
Pop, yep. pop, let it sit and drift for a little while. I think oh. you've seen some, you know, a lot of action. I mean, you know, chugging them through there, you too. You guys didn't throw whoppers today? Uh, not as much. Chad threw one. I threw Mr. Wiggly. I had two small, looked like small fish hitting it below the second feature. Hmm. I caught a bluegill the size of the palm of my hand on on a, on the Mr. Wiggly. So, uh, you know, just something nice. small. But a uh, lot of uh, on, on swim flies. Swim flies right underneath the, you know, today. But last week a lot of a lot of popper action. It was it was fun. It's fun to see. Um, some decent fish on uh, decent fish any which way, you know. But it was fun fishing with John. John's he's fun to have up. He fished all over the place, and you know he has you know, good experience. Not the best of rowers, you know. He doesn't row all the time. No, PJ, I swear he hadn't been with me for long enough to where he forgot how to row. Oh, so I was, you know, I felt like I was guiding the last. It's been three weeks now. Uh, except for today i had the best rower in the boat today you know best two rowers so it was nice today to fish but uh it was fun him getting to see all those fish and other than the river being dropped and everything else we didn't see any any of the big white fish any of the hybrids but got to see a lot of smallmouth yeah don't forget too we still got enough time you can book a trip with us get out and go see it i mean we still got a good another month of smallmouth season if you're looking for smallmouth this is probably going to be the best time to get the biggest ones Took my uh, a lot of what you catch now is in a better, uh, and a lot of the fish we caught today were on four inch flies. Yeah, your dad was throwing four to five mm-hmm. inch flies. Yeah, I was throwing smaller flies, and your dad caught more fish than me. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. Oh yeah, no, oh. yeah. The old Ricky still he he's not there for his small ones. <laughs> you know yeah. him. He'll throw a streamer all day. It doesn't matter. Uh, <coughs> but uh, a couple weeks ago it was fun. I got to take my daughter and my wife out on the boat for the first time. Went to bow finning. And I'd never thrown bait for them. We've always fly fished for them. So I'm like, at first I'm like, I got a point. Is bow finning a verb now? <laughs> bow finning is a <laughs> verb now. We're, we're out here bow finning. Uh, but it was fun. You know, uh, I love going up there. I, I've been up there in a couple times in the last few, you know, last month. And if I'm not f- floating along, you know, I'd rather just, I'd like to be there. It's it's a good time. You know, Mark likes it. It's, it is. It's fun. And it's a nice place for me to, you know, especially the first night day, get my feet wet with the boat. But. This time taking my daughter and my, you know, my wife out. My wife wanted to see one. You know, she's the thing. Like she's like, oh my god, you show me these fish, and it's like I want to see one of those things. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. I'm, my daughter had a uh, football game, so then right after football game, like we got a couple, we got a couple hours <laughs> before your, uh, before your mom gets home. Hey, let's go get some bait. You know, my daughter loves the bait. Going to get a bait, so we go get the bait. Bunch of big creek chubs. I usually only take out of this place once to twice a year. You know, just, you know, how much do we bait fish? Not very often, but, uh, so I, you know, take a bunch out of there. And we're talking up to like six inch Creek chubs. So big ones, to probably like three inch Creek chubs, you know, we're probably even smaller ones and, uh, take them up there. I was like, man, I wonder if they'll work. You know, I don't know. You know I mean? If lives going to be better, dead's going to be better. Cut, cut the head off, you know, and throw it out there. That was going to be better. Uh, what I noticed was having a live Creek chub on seemed to be the ticket because I had a dead one out there for probably 25, 30 minutes and it didn't get touched. I changed it up for a live, live one, about the same size, big, like six inches. Yeah. Let it sit out there for, must've been out there for two minutes, maybe a minute and a half. And all of a sudden the bulb starts swimming the other way. And I'm like, Oh, oh here we go. This is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, Poof, that one was really big. And then my daughter, I cast it out and you know, I watched the bob. It gave her the pull. Here you go. <laughs> she hooks it it was hooked all funny it was almost hooked in the eyeball but 
you know, up like through the face, like up through the thing up and he like engulfed it up through everything. It was weird, but, uh, it wasn't not coming off. So, <laughs> you know, she ended up getting that one. My wife uh, hooked one and, uh, it ran us into the weeds or into the, you know, uh, lily pads and, and it started doing barrel rolls and it was off, but it was fun. It was a fun day out with them. And, uh, I love, I love those fish. Those fish are cool. They're ferocious eaters <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just a good time. Good time to be out there. And I messed up. I messed up. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a motor boater, you know, over here. Uh, so <laughs> in my 1967, you know, old boat. I love this old boat. Uh, and old motor and old motor. I don't know what year the Evan Rude nine five Evan Rude is, but uh, it it always starts up, and this time it started up even, in, even when it's in gear. Yeah, so you know <laughs> on that on one of those old motors, you know, there's three little you know clicks up and down on the left side of the motor in a neutral, reverse, you're forward, and you know then the the handle that you're turning says all kinds of fucking shit. Stop, fast, start, dust, uh, you know, shift, you know, all this shit's on there, and I'm like. Oh, so I should probably be in like shift. Shift to probably newsreel or something. And <laughs> fifteen feet in the into the uh, into the lily pads, and felt like an idiot in front of my wife and daughter. And they're like, "Do you even know what the fuck you're doing with this thing?" And I'm like, "No, nope. not at all. <laughs> We're just trying it." But Jay, if that was to happen with anybody in the boat, be thankful it was your wife and daughter. Hell, I would ate it from you guys and not one of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if my dad was there, he'd have told me don't be a dumbass, and would have told me, you know, told me what to do. But uh, yeah, you guys would have just chewed me alive. Oh no, we would have sat there and laughed at you. What the f- Jay? You have to get us out of these lily pads now. So I grabbed an oar because I I tried turning the trolling motor on and it chewed up about three lily pad stalks, and that wasn't good for the trolling motor. So <laughs> at this point, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna pull us out of here. Start pulling us out of there, and you know. We moved on, and then we started the mower. I, I I looked, and I was less of a dumbass the next time. I put it in a neutral, ta-da-da, you know, and we, we motored around for a little while. So, not to get off of that subject, <laughs> but Jay being a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Mark, we made a bet, or you made a bet with Jay mm-hmm. last year for Super Bowl. Yes, I still own with Dave Rowing. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That was no, that no. The one, the bet was the second bet was with me and you. Yeah, the bet I have with him is I owe him a day rowing when yes. the Niners lost. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I still, I still own that one. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. And I still owe a thong bikini on the on through through downtown. Okay, well, Mark, but Mark, we we've we've put this together where Mark oh, has you, to row. You're fishing in the back. No, 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 no. That's not no. You guys both have to be in the boat with me. Yes, this has to happen with all the three of us. <laughs> But well, it, it has, has to happen soon because it's getting cold and I'm not fucking... SVS sponsor, not Herbert Flyco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, definitely. I'm bringing a DSLR out for this. Uh, that's great. But, yeah, but no, I definitely do owe that day, Rowan, 100%. But, yeah, J.O. is the thong day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, it has to happen sooner. It's not going to happen until next year. Up. Well, I tell you what. First week of October. I got a guide this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, that's so going to be too cold. There's no way I'm wearing a thong for more than... <laughs> I don't have... I mean, unless it, you want take a day to off. Be, okay. Hey, take a day off during the week. I got... It has to happen. You can be bundled up, but it has to happen from the bridge that they chucked the catfish off of... Okay. To the to, to the, the bar. Loop. Okay. To the bar. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't care if it's fucking December. It has to happen. 
<laughs> there has to be reason within this because, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to go under the bridge where we put in today. The, nobody nobody gives a shit about that. I want you to go through downtown. It'd be better. <laughs> There'd be more crackheads to see me and more meth heads to see me if it was in the summer. We did see more homeless encampments today than we've seen ever on hey, Netflix. People are going off the grid now, man. Like four. Back down to that lower section. Up top. Before the... Oh, no, not down where, like, that power line sits right over with the bank right there where you drop down in the driveway, up from it, right before that riffle starts, where that one's always at in that dead water. Oh, that one? Yeah. Uh, we That one's normally off being as green as it is. I couldn't see that one. But the railroad bridges above the catfish bridge? Yeah. There's one there. No kidding. We saw the one under the bridge where we put in. Um Jeez. Yeah, there were. Oh, yeah, there's a few. Yeah. There were. And then there was one down in between the, the two little creeks that come in. People in them at all? No. They hear us coming, and I think they, they scurry away. <laughs> They're not like our, our, our first guest. Ah! <laughs> 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 I came out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like they that. weren't getting mounted by people on horseback. No, no, uh, not at all. That's great. <laughs> so, hey, do we have anything else we want to hit on, guys? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. All right, good guys. Good one. Tonight's show being brought to you by Predator Flagger. Check them out, PredatorFlagger.com. A-Rex Hooks. Find them at A-Rexhooks.com. Sims Fishing. Fish it well. SimsFishing.com. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti. Go, go book a trip and oh. go buy some flies. <laughs> Sorry. I got too quick there. Yeti. Built for the wild. Story Queen, of your life. Queen City <laughs> Guiding. Our buddy Ryan. QueenCityGuiding.com. Uh, check out the new website. Hey. Check out Pogo Pike and uh, Ape of the Ozarks on Instagram. And check out Michael down to uh, Earth Wealth Management. And also, too, we forgot to hit on I wish I hit on earlier, so you people still listening. Fly Tying Night. Last Friday of this month starts back up again. 110. That's loud. Sorry. Yeah, that was really 110 loud. North Pitt Street, Mercer, PA. Come out. It's going to be a good time. All righty, guys. Enjoy. Don't call the bank for, for Frank. Oh, yes. Enjoy your September. 